This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Football Fancast, fueled by Guinness, powered by Celery, the show that I forgot to write an intro for like I normally do, but hey, whatever. So Chelsea and Jose's run of poor form, I'll get my teeth in in a minute, against their bogey team, Newcastle, continues. Jose was pretty forthright after the match, claiming that the collective first-half effort by the team deserved a rating of minus one. And would have substituted at least six players if he could. Thankfully, the introduction of Ramirez and Willian seemed to wake up Chelsea. And in all honesty, we could have walked off with all three points. That said, we are as bewildered as Jose with Chelsea's Jekyll and Hyde performances. I am Stanford Chidge and the name of tonight's show is the Chelsea Football Fancast. One step forward, two steps back. And on tonight's show, we've got the wonderfully talented... And lovely, Mr. Jonathan Kidd. Oh, I thought you were going to say I know, that. I know, for a I second. know, I, I know. Thinking, you were surprised. You know, I was surprised. Thank you very much. It's, as always, a delight to be here. Thank you, Chidge, for having me. It's lovely to see Am you. Am I audible? Can people hear me? I think you're actually good. I've, 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 what I've done is I've increased your gain. I like that. I yeah. thought you'd like a bit of gain. Can you make me taller? No. Oh. That's beyond my capabilities. It's lovely to see you, Jonathan, as always. Uh, we've also got uh, the fantastic Uber blogger for the Chelsea Fancast website, the one, the only, Mr. Clayton Beerman. Good evening, Chich. Lovely to see you. How are you? I'm very, very well. I'm actually, I, I feel a bit Ringo Starr tonight because, I, you know, out of the Fab Four, I feel like Ringo Starr. I feel like I'm in the presence of George. Yeah. Paul and John. He was yeah. the best drummer in the group. You wasn't could he? you could have been oh, worse though. You could have been Pete, Pete Best. Best. Yes, no. You well, know. I don't feel that bad. <laughs> Think about it. Yeah. Now, uh, great to see Jonathan. Great to see Clayton. Of course, as always. But of course, tonight we have a very very special guest. Now, I, I I call him a special guest, but the reality is that this wonderful human being has been on this show so many times now. 
I'm not going to call him a guest anymore. He's been on here more times than Clayton has, I think. Yeah. So it's fantastic to welcome back our great, great Chelsea fancast mate, the one, the only, Paul King Canners. Canneville! We are not worthy. You know what? It's, it's always good to come back and yeah, be welcomed. Um, and what I find... Because it's different today. I'm not seeing the supporters, so it's just us four. It is. It's intimate, Paul. Yeah, very intimate. It is. And it's good. And I think there's going to be a lot to be talked about good. today. <laughs> I feel something coming across. And yeah, um, thank you again, once again. Good. So you, how do you like the basement? It's all right, is it? I do like it. It's, as he said, intimate. It's yeah. nice and close. I've good. just had one light drink. Rubbish. He's had two massive oh, rum and coke. How can you tell people that? But I know because they were cool. Paul, Paul, I, mean, <laughs> I picked Paul up about an hour and a half ago, and the man, the man is on crutches, having oh, had a kneel, and he's made it all the way here, and he was in severe pain. So I bought him a pizza, poured him a couple of large rum and cokes, and he's feeling uh, much better now. Yes. And we also had a massive old rant half an hour ago. Oh, we might as well have like mate. gone back to the pub because we did the show. But we, you've always said that to me that we I should know. be recording the, we the, should the pub. I, he was on fire. We should just meet at the pub. He's on fire. This man is pumped. I'll tell you, can watch you out. It? I'm sure he can. I tell you, watch out, people, tonight. I mean, judging from the chat I had with Paul earlier on, this man is fired up. He is raring to go. Fantastic. He's going to tear into it. He just really press is. the button and I can't wait. So there we go. So I, I should tell people, really, what is on the show tonight. Well, funnily enough, we're going to be asking. Was Jose right toward the team minus one for the first half performance? And is the problem all down to a huge Fabregas-sized hole in the middle of the pitch? In part two, uh, we're going to look at the distinct lack of leadership in the team and organisation in defence and demand, I say, demand the return of captain leader legend JT as well, of course, uh, as applauding the wonderful Ramirez rescue the unlikely. But wonderful, nevertheless. But wonderful, nevertheless. In part three, we'll be talking to Canners about the Costa issue. That's what we, he and I were getting rather pumped up about before. And uh, we're going to be getting his thoughts on what's wrong with Chelsea and hopefully reliving some of his great Chelsea moments and maybe even some of his great Chelsea fancast moments. And, of course, if we get any in, which I'm sure we will, we're going to fire a few questions at him from you lot. Um, now, uh, before I tell you how to do that, uh, I should tell you what's happening in part four, where we will, in fact, of course, as always, have the usual roundup of Chelsea supporters news. Now, don't forget, um, uh, of course, you can always listen to this show live, uh, which is broadcast on Mixler, which is mixlr.com forward slash Chelsea hyphen fancast. Uh, if you are doing that, then during the show, you can tell us what you think about the games, anything else on Chelsea. And of course, later on, you can uh, ask Canis some questions and I will put them forward to him uh you can also of course tweet at chelsea fancast and uh, i'll do the same there and uh, we will see what we can do it should be a cracker and i mean already already we have at least three no we've got more than that there are more than three people in the mixler chat and paul can see because it's on the tick tv see i'm not that bl- I'm well I have you got your glasses see. on no we were right. talking about glasses just we were earlier. were we can you can you actually see the screen i can't even see the name Oh well, of, there we go. Of the make of the, the, the telly. Well, we've got we, we've got we, Sorry. Bush. It used to be it used to be our, it used to be Chelsea's sponsor. Anyway, there you go. There's loads and loads and loads of the usual suspects in tonight. Just a running down quickly: Jonathan Perez, Mark Barfoot, Mile High Chels, Rudy can't fail. I'm loving that name. I'll be looking forward to those questions. Yeah, there's loads of 
Uh, Debs in the house. Dazza, Clive Lewis. Bergson. Good to hear. Daniel Klassen, the new world man himself. I'm loving that. There's, there, there's there. loads of bikinis there. Steve Hadlow. Well done. Andy Silverman's there. Andy, I'm sorry to, to get your text message earlier. I know you were going to try and make it in tonight, but hopefully we can cheer you up uh, throughout the show. Anyway, without further ado, yes. Jonathan, yes. without further ado, well said. I think it's time we have to talk about the flaming match, uh, which we will do after this little sting. <laughs> Right, okay, I'm going to start this off uh, really um, uh, because, you know, I I called this minus one and I mean this really refers to the first half which is truly shocking and, um, you know, my my view on it really was that we were were absolutely bullied by Newcastle, We've, we've been bullied a lot by sides and what I mean by that was that you know, just the number of times we, we, we lost possession and were tackled too easily. We were just too slow in the build-up. No pressing, not at it at all, Clayton. Um, you're playing a side who's at the bottom of the table. They've got no confidence. And you have just beaten Arsenal the week before. And you turn up... Well, you don't turn up. Absolutely appalling. There was There was no... There was nothing there. To me, you had to go out. You had to be fast-paced. You had to try and get the first goal because you get the first goal up there, and the bottom side, down. that's it, game yeah. over. Um, and we did nothing. And I know a lot of people are bigging up Newcastle and saying they were this, they were that. No, they weren't. I tell you what, they were allowed. I think they do raise their game though whenever they play us. I think they pointed that as he indeed did. But at the same time, to indeed to what level, I agree with you completely. I agree. You know, I. I said, funny enough, I'll talk about this later, but I was on the London Is Blue podcast yesterday and I said this, Paul, and I said that, you know, we we are quite, you know, uh, understandably myopic and biased when it comes to Chelsea. And we only ever tend to look at what Chelsea do and how they play. But I think as as supporters, we're all, it's very easy for us to forget that we are actually playing another side. And, you know, give them a due, you know, Newcastle had a game plan and they stuck to it. And I thought they put in a really decent shift and they played well. That's not to forgive Chelsea's absolutely shocking first-half performance. But, you know, we do forget that a bit, don't we? There are two teams playing. You know, um, my colleague on my left. No, the right honourable Clayton Beerman. Um, he, he said it. We came there, but we wasn't there. Um, the performance, yes, since last week against Arsenal. And that was a battle. We needed that win. Um, that was a London derby. And we came out of it. But you thought you'd carry that on. And what we did, we didn't. Mm. So yeah, when we, we got to Newcastle, and don't get me wrong, yeah, Newcastle are going to be up for their game because they're thinking, hey, what, Chelsea's come up. You know what, we've got to step up. But we didn't even give them anything for them to really step up. We'll too. Mm. And this is, what I'm, like, this is what I'm upset about. Um, poor performance that first half. We were second to every ball. Yeah, and that's it's a game that, that we that I find unforgivable. Second mate. Second to every ball. You, you, you know what, Paul? I said again. I said this on the on the Londoners Blue thing uh, yesterday. But you know, I I can forgive players for being shit and just not being good enough. I can forgive yeah. that, but yeah. I cannot forgive players who don't give one hundred and fifty percent. Don't get me wrong. Who are second to the you ball? You see it, and don't get me wrong, you're thinking, all right, loose ball, come on, get it, and you just think, whoa. 
we're lacking off. We're stepping off. What's happening there? Mm. We didn't even start. And the whole that's the point when Josie's watching that. And if Josie can see that, and we at Caesar as fans, even on the telly, even on the ground, can see this, something's got to be done. But it's, what I find so disappointing is the fact that when Ramirez and William did come on, is the other players then actually stepped yeah. up. That, why so, is that? So what's that all about? Oh, no, why is I that? Did. Don't, don't no, get me wrong. And, all right. I can only go by my experience. When you see something, it's true. If you're not been having a good game, it does take somebody inputs to come on and you see him buzzing that you perk up your game. Yeah. And when you perk up your game, you think, well, boy, why couldn't I have done that before? But because you saw somebody, yeah, yeah, well, I've got to start giving in my pit. Yeah, and this is what, but we shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. You're professional enough to, you've been but also we're champions. That's the other thing. And we're, is um, that too we've much seen pressure? what they can play. But is that play too much like? pressure on us? That we are champions. Have we eased off the gas? But it shouldn't that's be happening I'm, every I'm, week after Well, us. that's I, what I've I noticed. I don't know. We'll, we'll come on to this when we talk about the manager. But mm. for me, you shouldn't need an excuse. You know, we've certainly... I mean, that Man City lost in the morning or the mm. afternoon. And, OK, maybe we're not going to win the league at this stage. Who knows? Mm. But the fact of the matter is that one of your biggest rivals drops three points. You have got a chance to sort of gain three Step points up. on them. And you would have thought those guys would have would have been so keen to get out there to, to get those three points. It's a wonderful opportunity. Absolutely. Totally, Absolutely. Yeah. You're, you're playing the bottom side who three days ago had been beaten yeah. by Sheffield I Wednesday. I, I, to be honest though, mate, I always had the feeling that, that Newcastle would turn up. I mean, because... They always do you, against us. Well, they, A, they always do, Jonathan. But the other thing is when a side's been in such a poor run of form, it has to end sometime. It and has I, to. And I, funny enough, I, I was talking on radio working on Saturday and I said, you know what, I, ha- I think we're going to win. But I've got to be honest, I have a feeling Newcastle are going to turn up and they did. Now, before we get on to what I think is the big issue with the team, I'd be interested to hear what Paul says about this. I just want to kind of literally start at the front because I think a lot of the problems start there, i.e. they're not pressing the ball, which is very un-Mourinho-like. But, of course, we had Remy starting... Uh, instead of instead of the you know the band Costa the illegal substance that is is also known as Costa, but um, I think everybody around this table would have would have said yes we'd start with Remy I, would I, would I be right would everybody have started with Remy instead of Falcao oh Falcao. yeah 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 completely yeah? I would yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know yeah you're gonna, gonna just be honest, dare know. to be different I, I not to be different but I I do like Falcao mm. I just think he needs that confidence scoring a couple of goals that makes him build up mm. his his genuine com- confidence right. for the game but would you have started Remy on Saturday no you wouldn't Falcao. okay so not everybody around the table Clayton would you would yes you? I would yeah. have started Remy but before we well. The thing is with Remy is I think he is a certain sort of striker and I think he's a very good sort of striker, but he is not a lone striker mm. and therefore on Saturday when yeah, people said he go. was pants and he didn't do this and he didn't do that, he's not. He doesn't hold up the line. You you yeah. have to. He Absolutely. is a striker not that, that needs kind of to have somebody. He's almost a winger. He's almost a winger. Remy, yeah. Remy's a boxman. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, Remy's a boxman. He's a brilliant He's not finisher. a boxer outside of the boxing that can hold the ball Correct. and cover the ball. He's a boxman. He will finish. Whereas Falco is the outside of the box. Do you have to point to the transfer po- policy at the beginning of the season for this? Because mm. actually, this is exactly what we prophesied at the did end we, of last did we, season. Did we really? We did. Well, well you and no, me? No, I did, actually. Oh, OK. <laughs> That's why I don't remember it. Yeah, no. well, you, well, it's, it's, I, it's, I must have edited that bit out, yeah, you must have done. No, I said we had to worry about Costa. If Costa's found out, this was at the end of the season, if Costa's found out or is, is, 
is constantly um, fouled and retaliates, which is what lots of the teams are attempting to do. They're winding him up all the time. Yeah. What, I, what I find, we didn't talk about this, I wasn't on the show, was that never once did the media show the reason why he chested Koscielny to the ground, which was Koscielny had just felled him a few moments before. Not oh, once right. was it shown. It's, mm. it's selective. It's selective anti-Chelsea media bias. That but, really but, is. But getting back to your very yeah, interesting point, interesting point which yeah, is, we is, said at the end of the yeah. season because I said if Remy is there, if he's still going to be there, they need to get uh, they need to get a top striker in case Costa doesn't deliver next year mm. for whatever reason. If he's found out or he's suspended or injured, there are all the things we talked about. And it's coming home to and roost. It's coming home to roost because because I, I have to say I'm, I'm all for giving Falcao a go, but when he does come on. Um, other than the great header that he scored the other day, uh, yeah, yeah. He, he is not the full ticket for me. He, um, he he's making he's but, easily bullied by the centre half. I'm mm. finding, even though apparently his movement is very so good. So then, is he finding it hard, difficult playing here in England? It in could be, game? it could be. But then, but then, perhaps the, we should have done what, I, what I've suggested was to have found a, a an alternative striker to mm. play who's at, like at, Patrick at, at the same level. Well, I'm not even convinced Bamford is the man. He's Somebody not even getting a start. He's not, of course, Palace, he is isn't. Of course, mm. he wouldn't. Because Palace are, are one of the front runners. Because uh, did you see that tweet yesterday where somebody was basically having a go because Patrick Bamford wasn't starting, um, and this Palace fan tweeted and said. Um, we're sixth and you're fifteenth. Sort your own house out. Yeah. And I thought, fair point. You can't, can't really go for that. Look, look. Just to, on, on the re- on the Remy and the Falcal thing. Yeah. I mean, frankly, I don't. I don't think. He, I think Paul made a good point. Actually, I don't think he is the answer as a lone striker. Actually, it was Clayton, wasn't he? Yeah. That point. He but, played very well you know, in, the Wals- I, I, in, the, in the Walsall game. But I don't. Yeah, yeah, but he wasn't playing as the lone striker. No, he, was he was playing, playing on, on the wing. Right. I said on I the know. wing. I think. I think. I think he's probably the best finisher we've got yes. in the club. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I that finish against Walsall was fantastic. Was yeah. Top class. Yeah. But I don't think he's the answer. He can't hold the ball up. He's not a target man, and and I don't think his movement's good enough. Now. I think it's interesting with Falcao. I, I, I am really torn. I had a good go about this yesterday. But, you know, the thing about Falcao, I mean, Paul will know this better than us, but if you've had a really serious knee injury like that, yeah. it can take a, a year, a year and a half to get back to kind of proper match yeah. sharpness and match fitness. I, I think, it, you know, I'm actually really oddly, I'm tempted to start with Falcao because I think the man needs match time. Trust he needs me. to get that match sharpness back because... We need to know one way or another, A, is it just a bit of a confidence and match sharpness thing, or is he just crocked and that's it? it you know, in other words, is this another Torres? Is this another hey. Shevchenko? But I don't think we can say that yet, because we haven't seen him on the pitch enough. No, we haven't. We haven't. But the dilemma is, is that it's, it's, we're running out of time. I think the dilemma is, mate, which is what you nailed at the end of last season, is we shouldn't have bought him in the first place if there was any doubt. You know, we needed to buy a player that there was That's no doubt about. already established, absolutely. I mean, who's a, so who's almost as big him? as Costa. Yeah. Why did he? Because perhaps he thought he could mould him. But because he, he must have been they got aware. the same agent, Paul. he took the advice oh, yeah. uh, of JT and Cahill. Oh, yeah, that's right, that he'd played well when against When he was them. at Man United. Man United. Mm. I mean, I'll tell, you what, I'll, I'll tell you what, Paul. For, you know, I, I know you, you're a bit sniffy about it, but I have to say, I think his movement is superb. His movement is great. That's and what I, I'm I, I, I set a lot of stalls by a couple of goals. He just and, seems and very easily bullied by the centre half. I was saying by that. He just realised that, I don't know, different way that Man United played compared to the way we play at Chelsea. He, he will get chances if he gets games. His movement helped us towards the end of that game because it was the first yeah. time that the Newcastle centre backs were being to deal pulled with. Yeah. Thank you. from but, but, out of their position. But wasn't it appalling the way that uh, the second we scored the goal 
the first goal, Ramirez's goal, Newcastle heads just went yeah. down. And they yeah. looked as if we were hanging on. We and yeah, they were just completely free, hanging Well, Ramirez's header, in. it was called cruel safety. Oh, but they were with suddenly, and it made you realise what if they'd done in the first half, just scored if early, yeah. if they changed yeah, exactly. it, whatever. Right, OK, I want to get on to what I, I think is, is, you know, I know I've said that, you know, we, we, we should really be defending from the front, which I think is, is a, a problem at the moment. But for me, and... and uh, you know, there was a wonderful song that, that was started last year, which is Matic in the middle of the pitch. Well, I'm changing that to huge hole in the middle <laughs> of the pitch because that, for me, is essentially the biggest problem that we've got at this club. And, and you know, the number of matches we've played this year where we've been losing the battle in midfield, you know, I, I, I think that Matic is actually in some poor form. He's an eighth yeah, player. Yeah, I agree with that. But I also think that a point that we've been making consistently on the show is that actually he's not being done any favours at all by, by Fabregas, and that's making his job harder. For me, and, and I, I, I had him so... Re- he's, I'm just looking at him. He's, he's, you can see. Oh, he's he's working see. himself up. He's he come in there. No, 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 no. I'm just, just, I'm just uh, revving you up a bit more, Paul, because oh, I want you, I want you in full force in this, because I'm so, so delighted to find an oh. ally. But... But I, I think mm. that, 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 that Fabregas is the problem. I mean, how, you know, how he keeps playing and not get dropped. I think Jose, you know, he, must have, he must have something on Jose who's blackmailing or negatives. something. How does Neg- he keep getting a go? Paul, <laughs> right, I've read you up enough. Just repeat for me what you said to me about an hour ago over your rum and coke. Don't get me wrong. Rum and coke. Yeah, don't get that wrong. Um, for me, right, Fabregas is a player that's been going from experience at Arsenal and Barcelona. And with that recognition, he's come here to say that, yes, he'll be playing that same kind of tactical play here for Chelsea. It's not been working. Yeah. It's might have started at the start. Well, I didn't well, see too to much. Fed, I didn't find it too much, to be honest. Um, but I find that he's been a 55-minute player. I'm going to say it as it is. And where Fabregas is supposed to be constantly playing balls, making this game change and whatever, I've not seen this happening. Um, and with that, there we've seen, as you said, that hole. Matic is that cover behind for Fabregas. Yeah. But with Fabregas is tending to lose the balls quite often now, when Matic is trying to push up with him, he leaves that hole behind the, the midfield and the back four. Mm. And this is what's been going on. Yeah. I mean, noticed that, but that's what's been happening. It's made him look like Matic's been a bad player and making him look like he's having a bad game. And that's the reason why. Well, that's kind of what we were saying, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and so, therefore, it comes down to why don't Josie drop him? Because right now, he's not been performing. So, I'm saying to you, get a player who is performing, let him at the sidelines, and believe me, he won't really be staying down on the sidelines for that long. You would drop Fabregas right now. I would drop now. him. Yeah, I would too. I've, I've had enough of it. That, because, that's what drop him. You know, I think enough is in there. players in there that can play in there. Yeah. I saw a position when, a pre-season, when he took off Fabregas and he put Oscar. And I thought, oh, Oscar, he does it often <laughs> too well. And here when he put Oscar, I saw Oscar, whoa, doing the similar things that Fabregas did, and he was running box to box. And I thought, oh, now that's the confidence why Josie still got him there. Because I thought Josie... I thought, I thought he was on his way out. I thought he was on his way out. Absolutely. I'm going to be honest, I thought yeah, so Oscar I. was gone. So I. I just see now why he's still here. And I see this like the position he can play. 
and this is the reason why I think that he, I think if he starts it and we've got some individual players that are coming in right now the Kennedy boy I like the Baba who's the Baba boy from Germany yeah no, he's, like, well yeah he is, is he's played for Wolfsburg I like the boy yeah. Yeah. he's too he's fitting him comfortably and, I mean okay. Paul I mean you know I love you for so many reasons as you know but you've just added another one which is for two years on this show I have been uh, saying Oscar should be playing in the I hate to say this Clayton the, the double pivot well, because he? he's made for it box to box got loads of energy I big think he's more big comfortably tackles well which doesn't he's do comfortable because he's into the game he's yeah. more into the game when he was put wide he wasn't into the game and he drifted in and out now if you put him in that centre he'd be more in the game Here's a, here's a question for you, Paul, because, you know, unlike all of us, well, we probably all played rather badly, but you actually played quite Speak well. Um, you know, but as a player, I mean, I would almost be prepared to accept to have Fabregas in the number 10 role on the basis that he can't too much do too much damage up there. Is, is that a salient argument or is that rubbish? No, rubbish. Okay, um, thank no, you, Paul. I said that, I wouldn't... <laughs> okay, all bets are off. Everything no, I've just seriously. said, I take back. <laughs> no, I don't get me wrong... Um, I think Oscar could do could do a job if he wanted to. Because he has been playing Oscar in the number ten yeah, role. If he wanted to do a job, um, I think it would be for Georgie to change it up for him mm. and give Oscar a chance All in right. there. Matic um, with Hazard. Hazard's now starting to build up. You know he's not been playing for, but then it's not just him. It's been quite a few. Uh, the whole team. So many of them have been below yeah, par. I, mean, I think that's. Probably, I, I think you know, it just, it just to take Paul's argument to the next logical conclusion, Clayton, yeah. which is you know <clears throat> for Fabregas. Yep. Um, and I think it's really interesting what he said about Kennedy, but Kennedy's not going to play in the double pivot. Uh, watching Loftus-Cheek uh, yeah. the other day against Walsall, apart yeah. from everything else about what I thought was a really good performance, yeah. do you know what I like most? I like the fact that when he got the ball in the midfield position, it was he was very quick to move it he, forward. He was pinging you know, There was pace yeah. in the movement, and that's one thing that we've been so lacking for such a long time. You know, in that final kind of third of the field that, that quick movement the quick passing getting the ball forward rather than going sideways all the time do you think do you think do you think it's the time to give Ruben Loftus-Cheek yes. a chance I next d- to Matic I do. I do I'm not sure it's going to happen I think we would have seen a completely different game on Saturday if Loftus-Cheek would have been there we have got no pace at all and the mm. game against Palace when they brought on Loftus-Cheek and Kennedy and they both tore at Palace it was the first time in that game yeah. that we looked like we had anything about I know it's easy because it's 60 65 minutes in the other side have been running around so it's a little bit you know it's easier for those guys Mm. but there are presents and you know we talk I know we're going to talk later a little bit about the Warsaw game and and that Jose dug out Loftus-Cheek because he he didn't do something defensive he's a kid he'll make mistakes Mm. Zuma he made a mistake they're kids Mm. get them in if we are going to have a transitional season this is the time to do it because the fact of the matter is we're not winning games with what we've got at the moment because players are not performing for whatever reason. So if we're not going to win the games, I'd rather not win the games having those boys in, getting experience and sort of being able to take us forward because there is a changing of the guard. There are several players in that team who shouldn't be there at mm. the moment. Um, and let's take a risk. I'm, you know what? That's, that's a really good way to go and end this part because I'm going to pick up on a lot of those themes in the next part. Canas is revved up. He's, he's he's about to go off on one, so I'm yeah, going to like yeah. just calm him down, the chill him down, booster. get him he's, another get him another right. rum and coke. It's, you know, and it, ch- it, don't give me wrong. To give the players those players, it would be a confident. They made a mistake, but trust me, the next game they won't be making that mistake. Well, if they have they have chance. they have done though. Paul. They have I been repeating could, those mistakes. 
not, 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 not Rob the, Ruben the players that come in. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. don't get me wrong. I mean, I saw that mistake where what was it? Um, that Zuma. Zuma. Made where he yeah. left the ball. Well, we're going to talk boy. about that. We're going to talk about that in the next part. Now, mm. after the break, we're going to look at the distinct lack of leadership. Yeah, in okay. the team and the organisation and the defence and we are going to demand well I am I don't know about the others but I'm demanding the return of captain leader legend JT and we're also going to have a look at Ramirez and his rescue act and give him a massive 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 pat on the back we'll be back in a second the only place for Chelsea fans footballfancast.com real fans real opinions I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the Boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chels. Welcome back. I am Stanford Chidge, and you, of course, are listening to the Chelsea Fancast. And we've got a stellar lineup tonight. We've got Mr. Jonathan Kidd, star of stage, screen, and voiceover. And we've got. Clayton Beerman, uh, who was mentioned on the London is Pod, uh, uh, Blonde is Blue pod last night. Uh, is that because I met because uh, you bought one of them a beer, Clayton, which is all was provided. Uh, funnily enough, I me. funnily enough I didn't. We met in a pub. Yes, uh, with his lady wife because right. I managed to get him some tickets for the uh, the Haifa game. Was it Haifa Tel Aviv? Anyway, um, very nice guy, um, and uh, it was his first ever visit to Chelsea, and it was you know his excitement was palpable. Well, there we go. They were they they, they spoke of you in glowing terms, did they? And did uh, they? last but by no means least, we've got an absolutely fired up Mr. Paul King Canners Cannaville tonight, haven't we, Paul? You got somebody here. I don't know. <laughs> fired up, but. No, the real Paul will return in a minute. He's, he's, he's all fired up. I know. Right. I tell you, the, you know, listen, Paul, Paul, being an ex-footballer, you know, the legacy of it is a dodgy knee, and he's had a, a knee up not that long ago, but he still made the effort to come down here, and we love him for it. So well done, Paul. Okay. Now, um, we're, we're going to kind of pick up a lot of the themes that we touched on in part one. Uh, the first one, I think, is that as Alan Hansen, I mean, he must be tearing his hair out that he can't be on Match of the Day anymore because it would be manner from heaven for him. Terrible defending! Terrible defending! Oh, dear me. So there you go. But, I mean, you know, I've got to be honest. I mean, shocking defensive errors have been costing us all season. But what on earth was Zuma and Branner playing at, Jonathan? Um, It is beyond me Mm. whether... But to let the ball bounce, and what it needed was just Zuma to fall backward slightly, and the, the boy would but never have got so anywhere, easy anywhere for him near. To head it, wasn't it? But so was, why didn't he? Well, perhaps he was waiting for Branner to head it. It looks well, like it. I don't know. I can't, no, no, the, can't the, only th- the only thing I can think can't of mate, is happens. that that he got the call from yeah. Branner. Well, yeah. Leadership. It, it, it looked. No, it if looked the man, like, like if that was JT, he would have told Zuma attack that. Yeah. It's simply that. It was that near to Zuma that he could have attacked that, headed it. It would have deflected anywhere, but it was like it was left. And there was a shout. It could have been the shout. Could have been from the, well, the Newcastle boy. Well, how can you? Well, I always I, used to do I'm that sorry. whenever I played no, Sunday I'm football. Sorry. Oh, I was a villain if, like that. Who was who was captain? Branner. Branner. No, I don't have to say no more. Yeah. Well, we'll get onto that in a there minute. Um, you know, I've, I said earlier on that defending starts from the front, uh, but clearly not with Chelsea. I mean, you know, I thought Branner. Oh God, I love Branner. I love. I, do. I love Branner, but. You know, the man is in such poor... Well, I think, again, it's a bit like Matic. It's two-sided. One, he's in poor form, but B, he's not getting any protection from Pedro. 
But it's just painful to watch. But is he poor form or just slow? Is it because he seems well, to be... They're, well, they're targeting him now, aren't they? Well, they're all know, running at him. Do you know so. the weird thing I saw yeah. on Match of the Day? They did a, they did a, like, a like a you know, a positional map of, of, of the average position on the pitch That's for each player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Branner was the furthest forward of all of the, of the defenders. Basically on the halfway line. He averaged being on the halfway line the whole time. But we have but, that business of him just feebly crossing all the time and always hitting the player. But you know Branner used so, to be a striker. You did know. Did you really? Come on, man. Did you not know that? Oh, no, man, I did not it. know that. He I used to be a striker. That. He started off as a striker. That's why he finishes so well. Well, yeah, he I'm does finish you. well. But is, that, is that for real? Is that for real, That's Paul? Well, he was a striker. Before and and we bought him as a centre-half. And we bought him as a centre-back. And yeah. he played right back. Now, don't get me wrong. He's looking to pressure up. Push up every time. Um, and you're right when you mentioned Pedro. Pedro is an attacking, a skillful player. Yeah. Pedro is not a defender. Pedro is not one who's going to come back and, you know what I mean? Although, although Paul, I have to say, and I, I actually thought, you know, of all of the players on the pitch uh, on Saturday against Newcastle, I thought Pedro actually put in a shift. He made an effort. Other, other than he, he the was dreadful committed, miss, apart from the I know about the dreadful. But he was committed and he tried hard. Now, I do, see, I do see him coming back and I do see him putting tackles in, which is great for a, for a small guy, which is not his game. But what I do question is his his positional sense. He just doesn't. I don't think he really has a handle on where he needs to be positionally to cover back for Bruno. I, I think, that's, think that's, that's the problem. That's early days yet at this very moment because Josie's don't you know, he's brought him in. Uh, he's brought him because we need an attacker. We need a boy that can put the balls across for Costa. And he's got a great cross. He's got a great ball, hasn't he? Put him this is it. So I think he's got a little take time for him to adjust. To be honest, Josie's way of shutting down. Don't get me wrong with Josie. It's all about you can attack, but you need to do your other half yeah, of the game. Yeah. It's a shutting and cutting that spaces where it's not easy for the opponents to yeah. attack us. He done that, William, and that's the reason why William. You see now how William he can attack, but he can defend now. Yeah. I thought William had a threat. He just yeah, when he first came in, that's right. But now he gets back in there. I just wonder. Here's the thing, Paul. You know, I mean. I, I, it was quite interesting, actually, because I thought Aspie actually didn't have a bad game either, funnily okay. enough. And I, but I, I think it was really interesting to watch Aspie and Branner and, and compare and contrast. Mm. Aspie's got that wonderful ability to get up up the field quickly. And, and I mean, I, you know, he's not as good a crosser as Pedro, no. but he can put a better ball in than Branner. Yeah. And he can beat a man, but he can also then get, get back, back really quickly. And, and you see Pedro on the right, who, who's a fantastic crosser of the ball, no doubt. It just makes me think, well, why bother? You know, if Branner just stayed, stay at right back. But Don't so bother going forward. Because happening? when he does, he yeah, can't yeah. cross the ball. He loves anyway. attacking, doesn't he? Why yeah. is he the, loves the, the, the focal point is ha- of, of attacks on the right is to have him crossing? I just don't get that. Um, can, I, can I ask you a question? How was it when you played? Was it for new players to come in? To, how long did it take them to, a, to adapt to the conditions with a new that, team? You, you know, well, that's good because it was a case you practiced that in Dungamon when they came in with it, it was mid season, start of season, obviously it did help. Um, but you practiced that on the pitch and you, you practiced that with uh, working them into the making into them the, the, the fabric this is of the, the position, team. obviously yeah. using up what his strength this player was in for, brought in for. Yeah, yeah. You know what but that, he was Was that at. guided by the manager? Yeah, but that was it. Well, you knew the team knew. would be sympathetic yeah. to what was required. They knew the what yeah. this player was all about. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. And it did come to a case, you always had players, all right, I can say with Nigel Spackman, Nigel Spackman was very vocal. Nigel Spackman, if you didn't fill in that gap, he'll call you back in there. And you had to, yep, yep. and you'd run back in that space. It was just that space to tighten. It didn't have to mean, say, you had to tackle but if you shut in that space, it made it difficult for any opponent to play any balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's all he had to learn. 
Don't get me wrong, and I think it'll take them. It won't take too long because you can't in this game, in this league, you can't take too long. No, it mustn't. Everything they have has to, to be instant. Now that's the problem. This is the thing. That's what I'm worried about Falcao. When he's coming, he will long. have to adjust quickly. Yeah, As this is how the game is here, and he will do that. And he's got too many players. That. You yeah, expect them to of be course, able to do that. this is how it is. And he, he played for a team that didn't have to defend and, and had no defence. So you didn't have here, you know, totally Messi doesn't chase back and tackle. And just just to it. wrap up on the whole defensive issue and 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 Branner before we get into uh, you know me demanding the recall of John Terry, but uh, you know the way I see it at the moment is that Branner's getting rinsed so much he looks shot. He I said it on the show last week. I think he looks mentally shot, and I think he needs to be dropped to protect him from himself. I, I'm finding it really painful to watch a player that has excelled for Chelsea for so long going through this I'm finding it really painful to watch what do you think Clayton I think it's a really strange one because one of the things that's a problem at the moment from my perspective is is Jose's loyalty to people like Branner and to people like Fabregas who are mm-hmm. basically not performing but he keeps picking them mm-hmm. now if you're loyal to somebody that that's fine but doesn't that not get to a point where you're being loyal and it's actually hurting them which that's is, what which, I'm saying which is know. what's happening with Branner so yeah, you're saying hurting him it's hurting the side yeah it's hurting the side it's hurting him yeah. so I'm not quite sure where where Jose's getting off it's on this I don't know whether it's mm-hmm. it's the guy's you know, his stubbornness where everybody is telling him to move Caesar across and put Bubba in at left back. Mm. And he's thinking, well, that's what everybody wants me to do, so I'm not going to do it. I don't know. But it seems to be not typical of him, though, because he's all in the past, we've known him to be somebody who's not playing off. well. Some, they're, some, they're, off. You know, they're off. They're off and they don't, off, they don't it, play. You know, Joe, Joe Cole got treated, uh, you know, he either did it or and the worst thing was he took him off after 20 minutes. Yeah. There, there was a game at Fulham where he took him, and I think it might have been Paolo Ferreri, he hauled mm. him off before yeah. half an hour. Yeah. Um, so he doesn't, doesn't it's odd isn't yeah, it we'll get, we're going to touch sure. on this hopefully yeah. in, in a minute or two but um, I think you know another thing that really occurred to me about the defence pool you know there's there, and actually in the whole team and I think that was symptomatic of the first half, half performance but there's just such a lack of leadership and organisation oh, yeah. and then I looked at the defence and I thought well okay Branagh was captain but in, you know you've got Branagh, Cahill, Aspie, Zuma and Begovic all of them are incredibly quiet, not vocal, yeah. and all of them not leaders. I mean, right. and it just occurred to me actually how much. Not, so, forget JT. I mean, I, we miss Czech right. actually because I don't think Courtois is that vocal either. All right. But the bottom line is you've got no leaders in that defence. Surely we have to have JT back. We know he's a leader. We know he but, can organise. Right. If JT's not there, who do you think could be? A well, none of them, mate. That's what I'm saying. Uh, let me tell you something, and put a position on his back. Let's say Costa. You would you would make Costa captain. Let me tell you something. Love it. <laughs> that would be fantastic. You don't hear me, wouldn't it? Costa would give so much, but now to have a responsibility, you need to be on the pitch, Costa. You're the captain. Wow. Be a leader, Paul. Wow. Paul Cannibal, you are a legend. Wow. That's a brilliant yeah, show. Yeah, it's a br- isn't a brilliant show, yeah, isn't it? Actually, if you it gave might, him might, that, you the, yeah, might give him the responsibility. And the, the trouble is, doesn't speak English well enough. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. He, just, he, just, he, just, he just grabs you by the throat and I go into battle. You come with me. That's all he has to say. Soon no, but, but I, I see the determination, and I think giving him responsibility, tone coming over across here, and I think, yeah. I like that. that. He could adjust. I'm loving that. Can I ask Paul a question? Because I think it's astonishing. I mean, you've played with centre-halves and most of them are gobby and they're strong and they're this, that and the other. 
I think Gary Hay- Gay- Cahill is a great player. Or, or Carrie Gayhill. Or, Ga- or Car- <laughs> Kerry Grant. He was a good player as well. <laughs> Gary Cahill, really good player. He don't say anything. No. And for a defender, I think that, I mean, it's very um, strange. Yeah. They all I, are, I, though. They you know all what? are. I tell you, all right. Put it like, um, how can I put this? All right, for me, when I started playing, and I started playing, and it was like, oh, my God, I'm in the first team. And these guys who have been there um, are so comfortable. I, I was nervous. I'm not going to lie. I was nervous. I said, oh, my God, poor, I've got to hold myself here. You know what I mean? I'm in the first team with him, but I'm still nervous. And I feel, say, it's the same thing Cahill plays every time. He's still nervous. He's still nervous oh, wow. when he plays with JT, even if there's no JT there where you think he should now, because JT's not he there, you're going to be the leader. You are a leader. But he still doesn't take that role. Zuma's in there he, JT, seriously he does not take that role I'll see the best comes out of him when JT's there that JT yeah. will talk to him yes well, you know there, there are two there are two things here I think I mean one is you know I, I think clear, clearly 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 JT has to come back I mean I, I can't understand why you know he's been scapegoated for, for what's been going on because he's you know he's, no, he, he's played no worse than any of the others per se the other thing is Paul um, you know, uh, quite often what, what's, what's brought up is, well, he hasn't got any pace, has he? Well, he's never had any pace. That's a bogus argument, Don't surely. Get me wrong. It's not about even that pace. Don't get me wrong. This is a long season. And legs do take a, an effect in the games. Um, to rest him is not a bad thing. Um, he will come in. When he comes in, you'll see the performance that JT puts. And this is what I've got to see about it. We've got a lot of games. We've got championship games. We've well, got FA Cup games. Trust me. You You'll see. Night. If he plays, you're going to see the comments. I'm going to see the difference at when John Tate comes back in the game, back in the side. Um, and this is what he's got to do throughout the season. Trust me. He can't put the same players. He's got to mix it up. I've just got to read this out because it touched on what Jonathan was saying. But Rudy Can't Fail said, Real and Davies and media criticism of Chelsea by Arsenal and Liverpool supporting journos and pundits. Rick Glanville made a very sensible point a couple of days ago that these clubs view Chelsea as an existential threat, uh, therefore are doing their best to toxify the image of the club and stop us from attracting new supporters. If you strip the trophy success from Arsenal, the financial advantage of having a larger stadium Mm. and the historic favours they've received from the FA, the Football League and their supporters in the Islington media, what are they left with to attract new supporters? Fighting spirit? Spreadsheets, yeah. and I will add to that lattes. That's what a great point. I mean, it picks up on what you yeah, were saying yeah, in yeah. the little break, wasn't it? We were talking about it in the yeah. break. We're not going to give that curly the, the haired asshole yeah, the move on then. But yeah. I thought I just, for your benefit, I yeah. thought I'd read that because it really no, picks up. I was aghast with it. I thought no, it was libelous, surely. It, yeah, it must be. It must be libelous. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going back to to JT. The other thing I wanted to say, Paul and the boys, is that I think. We, we shouldn't underestimate how much we miss Czech, Lampard and Drogba as leaders uh, in the dressing room on the pitch. And this is the first year that we've played without, wow. any, I mean, and without yeah. JT on the pitch, without any of the traditional mm. leaders that we've had for the last 10, 15 years. And by God, we look like it, Paul. <sighs> this is what annoys me. This is what worries me, you know. Is Josie There's no fight there, mate. Trying to deal well. Is Josie showing us something? I mean, to know that because we don't have those boys around and to know that we don't have them, how can we cope? How would we cope? So, um, don't get me wrong, the last of them is, is JT, isn't it? The last of the players, the leaders. Do you think he should be in the side, Paul, or what? Uh, don't get me wrong, he, he 
all right, a couple of games, it was a bit short. Yeah, but um, they all were. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, he, he, it's, he took him off, rest him, um, played Zuma, played Cahill, two young lads that should be coping with things. But at the same time, not none of them is leader. Do need a leader beside them. Um, a time now where we see there's that weakness, you bring in GT. You know what I mean? For the few games and see how he gets on and so forth. But it will, I'm telling you, throughout this season, it's going to be mixed. Mm. You're not going to see JT right through the whole of the season. But I think we really need him if we're We leaving. do, but you will not be seen. Trust me, now the legs are not capable of going through a whole of the game. So you, you think that, the, the, you know, my argument about the fact he's always had a lack of pace, that's now actually that's not, not, no longer true because actually his legs have gone. It's not going. about lack of pace. The game's done wrong. Anything in the air, he'll take that. Mm. But it is about that ball now, and you just said about weaknesses. Decide mm. are now noticing yeah. our weaknesses. Yeah. Those through balls that are put, put now, yeah. you know John Terry's not going to turn to his right and through. And he's not going to get that cover with Branny. Branny's not got that legs neither. So put that ball at the side there. Yeah. And these young boys now down front, yeah, yeah. they're quick. They're playing quick, quick boys. Yeah. And that's what's going to be going up. They've showed that yeah. right from Vardy, day one when Swansea. Sake, Do you know what? I, I love I love Canners, but he's thoroughly depressing me now. I've got to say, I was in a really great. Well, you, you great got got him on the show. I know it's going to happen. No. I'm, I'm feeling depressed. Can we? Can we? Therefore, as we are, um, I'm feeling depressed. Are you feeling depressed? <laughs> I've been depressed since I came in here. Well, that's actually. true. That's normal yeah. then. Yeah, it is normal. Yeah. Are you feeling a bit depressed now, Clayton? No, I'm not feeling depressed. I was very angry. I was very angry after Saturday, and the the anger had subsided. But, but Paul's actually got my go up again okay, because Paul, he's reminding me of all the reasons why well, I was I'm, angry. I'm going to try and cheer. I'm going to try. I'm going to try and cheer us all up a bit because there were there were some positives, or as opposed to minus one, a plus one. Mm-hmm. And I've got to say, does that make you know, zero if you add it to minus one? Well, it does. One. Well, it was yeah. a draw, wasn't it? That's true. It was a draw. But I mean, I've got to say, well played, Ramirez. I was talking to Paul before the show, mm-hmm. and and I was saying, you know, what a superb goal for a start. I mean, an absolute worldie, which we know he's got in his mm. locker. But he tackles, he runs, he harries people. And what, what impressed me most was the, was the impact that he had on the game, which, which got us out of the shit we'd put ourselves in. And I just thought, what a lovely, what a brilliant bloke. Because, you know, Ramirez is, is quite often been on the sidelines. Yep. You know, he's not an automatic pick. A lot of players, particularly mm. foreign players, although that sounds a bit, uh, you know, a bit UKIP, but, you know, <laughs> bottom line is they quite often will sulk and will demand a move. They won't want to stick They there. don't like it up them. They don't like it up them. Yeah, there's that too. Uh, but, you know, not Ramirez. Not Ramirez. You know, when he was called upon, okay, he's not an automatic pick, but he came on and he changed I the think game. that was his best performance Wasn't for, for ages and ages, you know? though. And I was they really... were saying it's because he's been injured all the time. He's now completely mm. free well, from injury. Well, maybe that's what it is. Because that was, that was out of character from what we've seen. But he always was, gives 100%. Like said, like, I thought he was on his way as well last see, season. Yeah, yeah. Once again, you thought... And, no, I'm going to be honest, I'll put my hand up and say it right now because when I saw him first come here, I thought, who is this player? He hasn't got a touch. No. Nope. He ain't got nothing with him. Why have we got him here? Yep. Until I saw the next following season, I thought, ooh, he breaks down to things. He can be clumsy sometimes. He gives them. Um, he's got a bit t- of an edge. He's got yeah, a bit of a nasty stuff. I'm telling you. Yeah. But he battles. He's in there box to box. He shuts he's down. Engine, he can he? get yeah. in position where he can get goals. He's not a very good finisher. But that goal he scored when he came on. You know what it is as well? And that's how I felt as well. And. You wanted to play because I felt good enough that I deserved to start a game. Mm. But when you were sub and you came on, you gave it. And that's what he does. He gives it, no matter what. 
And it's funny because sometimes when you do start to play at the start of the game, you might not give that same performance. So is he a 12th man or is he... Well, I mentioned this to you before we went on air. Mm. And, and I mean, I, I quite cheekily said he kind of you know reminds me of another player from long ago, uh, a certain <laughs> Mr. Cannibal. Because you, you quite often came on from, right. from the bench. Yeah. You, know, you weren't automatic a lot yeah. of the time. But, I mean, I remember you. You would come on, you would run around for England, mate. I tell mm. you, you would give it everything. And in, like as not, you'd make an impact. So, is there a bit we of a do comparison? Have some play, we, do, we do have some players in that side that, like that. Yeah. Um, as much as you might not think, well, and you want to play the full, you know what I mean, side of the game. But sometimes you can rec- you've got to recognise it that, you know what, I'm a player that comes on and can do something whether you know I mean, if everybody's a bit tired yeah, whether he's well, down you, or yeah, whether he, he in a position and he can do that you know what I mean I'm telling you we can't really look well Josie must see something about the boy because he ain't got rid me, of why him. was William then was, had he been he away during on. the week he came up because I don't understand why he hasn't been playing because last season he was he, he, he was injured, was injured. He, yeah, was, he, was, he was injured, injured. that's why yeah, he was just he giving was him half a game was he yeah. can I just go back to Ramirez yeah. if you remember the last show I mean it's quite difficult to remember the last show because we all got very very drunk which um, last show was that the last show last season oh yeah that last one. season yeah, we were um, the end of the season show, spectacular yeah. um, my vote for the most um, disappointing player of the season was Ramirez it really Ooh, got that and the reason why is because I see him do things like that I see him score the goal that he scored against Leicester last season Obviously, the goal he scored against Barcelona. Right. He can be fantastic. And the Walsall goal. And the Walsall goal was great. You know, and then you have got the Ramirez, who is the only Brazilian footballer I've ever seen who can't pass yeah, the ball. Yeah. So, well, Paul you know, said terrible first the, touch. The, the, yeah. He's not a But you just what said it. is his best position? I don't know that because, you know, sometimes I see him play. When Jose goes. In the good old days where we used to defend, he'd stick Ramirez out on the right on the and right he'd wing. shut down right, he everything yeah. and he was fantastic, he, disciplined, I'm not moving, but that's what he this is my position. That's what he can do. But you know what? But this what's is his best... What, well, you know what? This is a beautiful segue in, into I, one of I, my, my... I've always yeah. been told I have a beautiful you segue. Have. Yes. Clayton, when it comes to segues, <laughs> when it comes to segues, well, they're very of the finer than yours. Very plump. But it does, it does link into what I, I, you know, I wanted to end up talking about uh, you know the game this week with which is it's really interesting watching Jose in the presses at the moment because he actually looks as bewildered as we are and, I, and I've never seen him like that and, it, and it, just, it just made me think you know and actually Clayton's almost underpinned this point because it makes me wonder if, if he actually knows what his best team is at the moment if he knows what the best formation is at the moment and if he knows what the best balance to the side is now I think it's you know, if you've got a lot of players who are out of form, I defy any manager to know what his best team is because you're going to pick players who you think are going to do a job for you and then they fail. But I just wonder, if you've got Ramirez coming on and playing like that, and yes, there is a conundrum there, Clayton, isn't there? Because none of us know what his best position is. But where is. would you put him there? Well, I, I agree with Clayton. I don't know. I mean, you, right. I reckon you, you can play... Clayton just sit there, right? And you saw, yeah, he has his downers, he has his good games. And I see his great strength is breaking down. He's an enforcer, isn't he? So, so could, could he so do? Could he, he do? Could he in do? In front of the back four. Yeah, I was just about to say. Could he do the Makaleli thing? I think he can do. To I honestly think he can do. Yeah, but I understand what you're saying. Makaleli, <laughs> Makaleli could pass. Uh, right, that's, that's, that's the other difference. That's Makaleli. We can't get the difference. <laughs> All right, I know the same thing. We go down to Nikel, Mikel, 
Uh, but Mikkel does the same thing, breaks down. And I love Mikkel, it's tidy. Yes, he's solid. Probably front, but he's tiny. When he plays it down, it's not hasty or just. He'll break it down and then give the ball. Decide. Never lose. Now you boys, go and he's, play. Do you know what? He, you know what? He, here's an interesting point. So I can't. You'll, you'll remember this, I'm sure. But um, you know, when talking about Paolo Ferreira, <laughs> Jose always used to say, "I love Paolo Ferreira." And then they'd say, "Well, you, you know, but he, he, you he's, don't he's play him. Yeah, you don't play him. Yeah, but Paolo Ferreira is a seven out of ten player." You know, every game he's seven out of That's ten. Right. Okay. He's never an eight. He's never a nine. But he's never a six, five, or four. He's a seven out of ten player. And I think actually that's that's what Mikel is. You know, right. at the end I of really his career, do. he became a four. I remember having a, a, no, a bloke in the no. in the crowd saying, "Oh, he's a four now." Yeah, but you know what? He always got three extra points for having the best hair. And, and well, also everybody, all the women fancied him. I fancied him. You did you as well? I loved him. I didn't know about that. Well, when his last match, I actually started the chant of Perlo Ferreira. It was you, was it? In the Matty Harding no. uh, lower. I was there for some bizarre reason. Did anybody join in? Yes, they did. Oh, no, yes, they gave him due respect. And they realised I'm a true Paolo Ferreira lover because we both have great hair and are obviously very good looking. Very anyway, um, moving, moving swiftly yeah. along, the book Paul's sitting there going, what have I walked into? <laughs> right um, but the fact, you know, Mikel is a 7 out of 10 player and I thought it was really interesting in the Warsaw game that Mikel and Ramirez were played in, in, in defensive midfield. And I thought, I mean, I can, mm. it was only Warsaw, but they did a good job. Mm. And what I'm really trying to get to, and I know I'm taking ages to do it, but... I thought, you know, when you see Ramirez come in, you see William have the effect that he did. And, you know, what I think that that side is desperate for at the moment is, number one, competition for places. Ramirez ticks that box for me. And secondly, Jose's got to start picking players on form, not reputation. You know, yes, he must be. Picking so if Fabregas is playing year, like dog shit, get him out and put somebody in who's going to do a job. You know, and if it means if it, if you've got six out of eleven players or six out of the ten outfield players not performing, then you know, have a, if you've got to throw a lot of them out, then fine. You might have to reorganise the system, change the way that you play, and, and and make it suit the players that are in form. You know, because something frankly has to change. Clayton, what do you reckon? Um, yeah, I mean. We have the best manager in the world, and yet you look at the way he's managing the team this season, and you think something's going on. Something's not 100% right. I cannot see how you can send a team out to perform the way they performed against Arsenal, and, not and, drop send, them. and then send a team out again seven days later, and they look a completely different side. I don't know whether, whether Jose was, was fired up because he was, he was playing against mm-hmm. Wenger, and you know, this time he was playing against. Um, and what you you knew the Arsenal were going to play against us like any other team. I will. mean, how fantastic mm. is that? You know, the 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 one game that Bran has had this season that's been brilliant, and the one game that Fabregas has had this season that's been brilliant is because the yes. professor doesn't, doesn't even think bother. about the opposition. No. It's no, all exactly. about anyway. I'm not talking about him. The simple fact of the matter is that I, I just want Jose to get his act together. I want the old Jose back. I'm, I'm always bemused that we're, really... we're coming out with the same side yeah. every time, mm. only of, of what very few are performing. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. Well, that, that, I just I, don't I think... understand knowing his history as so good. Yeah. Tell me <laughs> who are the four players that need resting. Please tell me. Fabregas. Yeah. Uh, Ivanovic. Ivanovic, definitely. I'd, um, I'd rescue. I'd rescue. I'd, um, Hazard. I, I, yeah. Come on, man. Let's no, be real. Matic, no, no, no. Matic. Ma- Matic right, right now because uh, right. it's not working. All right. And I, think he's in, I think he's in poor form as well as Fabregas. Okay. That's free. Fact. Give me the free. And well, I would say one of Cahill or Zuma because I think you'd bring JT back in. I would cool. disagree with with Hazard. And actually, it's interesting because Daz has been saying that he thinks he's he's uh, also 
uh, not in good form. I agree with that. He is not in good form compared to last year. But I have to say, number one, I thought he actually upped his game considerably in the last 20 he minutes. Did. A couple of runs he did he were did very good runs. redolent of luck. I mean, he almost, if that if it had fired a shot away and scored, that would have been the goal of the season. The other thing is, yeah, and I was arguing with Paul about this, yeah. I mean, what does he know? He's only a winner. Yeah, exactly. I mean, God, so, nothing, you know, yeah. He only played professional yeah, football. Yeah, what, yeah, what, yeah. what does he know? You know? Yeah. But I, he was saying having a stinker too and he's in poor form and low confidence. And I said, yes, Paul, but you know all this running around and Paul was saying, well, he's not passing. I said, well, yeah, but you need somebody to pass to. And if the rest of the team aren't moving into areas where he can pass it to, what options does he have? And he did go silent, and then we changed the sub- subject. But anyway, Paul, I'll let you re- reply to my rudeness to you, and then we'll get Clayton in. Um, the full plan, I did say to Hazard, I, agree, I quite agree with you. I thought Hazard should have a rest. Um, but I do understand what you're saying, that because he is building his confidence, he's still motivating he's still running he's still one of the take on players I just feel that he's holding the ball too long mm. and this is the reason why I said give him a rest yeah see the options go on the training ground again and start again and this is what I'm seeing we've got players that are in there now that can do a job that he will know is that when he come back he's refreshed He'll put, and just what it is, you'll come back refreshed and like the things will come to you, which it came naturally from last season, mm. where he was taking the ball, releasing the balls, taking a shot, and doing everything that came perfectly. I tell you what, mate, I would rather rest him than drop him because I think that Hazard is. Well, then rest him. Yeah. I, I think don't he, say I drop think, him. I think he's I a think, confident player. I think player. rest him because yeah. we do have cover. Yeah. We do. It's we not do. a case we don't. No, I think that's if we a, didn't, yeah. then I understand that. Kennedy, do, Kennedy for example. The boy Kennedy. Yeah, you ain't seen that boy start yet, yeah, really yeah. and truly. And, you know, I don't know if Pedro can play on the other wing. I don't I see why not. So, you know. But rest, him, rest him, don't yeah, drop him. Fair he's a confidence player, and yeah. he, he's the kind of lad in the dressing room you've got to put your arm around and just tell him he's the best every week. Hmm. You know, he's that. I, I get, he's that kind of mentality. So you can't, I, you can't do anything to knock his confidence even further. I think I'm going to wrap this up with one final thing. We won't do the Walsall game because we, you know, we all know what. Can happened I? There. Can I just make one very, 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 very quickly sh- quick point about that fantastic run by Hazard? Yeah. It wasn't shown on Match Day highlights. Oh, it wasn't, Fancy wasn't that. It? Unbelievable. It wasn't, was it? No. no. Okay. Rubbish. Wow. Um, right, the final point I want to make on this is, 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 is a, I hope, a salient one, is that at the end of the game, we were one point... I mean, we could have won that game, you know, on another day. Let's not forget that. We're one point closer to City. Uh, and But, you know, it is two points dropped in reality, I think. But actually, would we have taken not losing to our bogey side before kickoff? Bearing in mind how rubbish we are playing at St James's Park. No, no, because they should have been up for it. Was Newcastle at bottom of the of the league, okay. and uh, that was the perfect opportunity to take them to the cleaners. They've right. been playing absolutely dreadfully. I respect, and they should view. have come straight out the very beginning. I like as that, we've yeah. said earlier, up their game, I put like them that. under pressure, and scored. That would have been the end of that. They scored six, if that had been up. the case. Yeah. yeah, and they played absolutely tr- atrociously. Up. And you haven't even had a rum and coke. No, I haven't. Oh, no. I've had a strepsil. Okay, yeah, I've got it in my Same mouth Same effect for you, Clayton. You said at the beginning of the podcast that we should respect our opponents and sometimes we are not, you know, we, we, we can't see what they're doing. We played some good teams this year. Everton taught us a lesson for a, for a bit of time. Crystal Palace were fantastic at our place. Swansea played well. Newcastle didn't play well against us. No. So, no, um, after Wednesday, having they have just lost at home to Watford and then they lost at home to Sheffield Wednesday. Absolutely. And you said, would I have taken a point? No. That, you know that, what? that was three points for the taking. I'm sure Paul... Paul, yeah? You, would you agree with the boys' sentiments on that? Yeah. yeah. I've done it wrong. You've got to come out 
a lot better than what we did there on Saturday. Yeah. Um, as we said, um, the all right, the performance on Wednesday was a Champions League game, wasn't it? We yeah. scored yeah. against. Is it? Abbey? No, no, we had Walsall last Walsall, week. Sorry, Walsall last week. Walsall <clears throat> come through a great job. Some goals there, and don't get me wrong, Walsall weren't going to be easy. I'm telling you, that weren't going to be easy, but we adjusted and they played well. Mm. You come to Saturday, I'm looking for a win. Yeah. I'm looking for a win and the boys didn't come out at all out of the tracks. Now, what was said in that box at half-time from Josie? Well, it worked. Turned it round. I mean, I have to say, mate, you know, you you, all three of you, actually, everybody on Mixler is agreeing with you pretty much 100%. Mac Bergson, I stand with Jonathan on this. Two points dropped. Yeah. You know, and that's pretty much what everybody else is saying. So fair enough. Right, okay, we're going to go to a break. And then afterwards, we're going to be talking to King Canners. Uh, probably when I've given him some more ice for his knee yeah. and some more rum and coke. Uh, but he's going to talk about the Costa issue. He's going to be uh, giving us his thoughts on what's wrong. But well, I think he's done that, really. But hopefully what we'll do is we'll live, relive some of his best moments on the Chelsea fancast and playing for Chelsea. And we'll get some of your questions to him as well. We'll see you in a sec. Fans, real I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there? And it's not on TV. Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft. Inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all... No more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to the Chelsea Fancast. I am Stanford Chidge. It's part three. Or as if you're watching American football, the third quarter, and it's first down. Uh, what a stupid game. Uh, anyway, um, this is a great little bit here because, uh, you know, we've, we've had Paul on, uh, Canners on quite a lot, but it's always lovely to pick his brains about stuff. And uh, I kind of started the ball rolling earlier on today 
And uh, I do have a few questions that I have promised to ask him. The first uh, is quite a funny one from Alan Neeson. Uh, Paul, he says, are you available this Saturday to play? No, I've just I've gone down. No. <laughs> gone down with He's injured, mate. <laughs> a knee turn. He's injured. Actually, you, can, you can take some photographs. You should take some photographs of, yeah, of us. Got, on the, can you do my, that? Um, yeah. Yeah. Because I can't, I can't use my phone because it's kind of broadcasting. Sorry, uh, yeah. So, sorry, Alan. Paul is not available for selection on Saturday. He is available for selection tonight. He's doing a grand <laughs> job, actually, and we are very grateful to him for that. Um, this is a much better question. Um, Thank you for the fortune. From the wonderful Richard Weeks, uh, who was, of course, with us last week. Um, he says... And Richard, by the way, Paul, he runs We Are The Shed. So he's the guy that's trying to get the atmosphere going in the shed. Back in the shed, yeah. Yeah. And he says, Paul, how did you start supporting Chelsea? How did I? Um, That was quite easy, to be honest. Um, And everybody knows by now, because I've been honest about it, I used to support Leeds. I didn't know... Dirty Leeds! um, um, the relationship <laughs> between <laughs> Chelsea and Leeds at that time um, but it was a case of you know what starting to play for Chelsea and it was being in London and having to play and see and it was a case of hold on how can you support a team that you've never gone and see and you never get to go down to Leeds and see them so it was quite easy um, obviously playing for Chelsea that I started to support Chelsea and it's continued forevermore. And we're, love, we're glad to... And you ended up playing for the team you supported, there mate. There you go. So that somebody's phone's making a horrible noise. Not me, that, that is. is. No, 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 it might be Paul, actually. Somebody no. trying to phone you, Paul? No, no, no. no. okay. Oh. Phone's buzzing, phone buzzing. Right, I've got another great one here. Cool. This is from Rudy Can't Fail, who gets another mention. It says, Massive props to King Canners, absolute Chelsea legend. How did he enjoy being interviewed by Arsenal Fan TV after the game at the bridge? I didn't know you had been. I, I did. I was going past. I was going up to the pensioners at the time, looking, checking on um, Chivers and Robert Isaacs. And were they there? Yeah, they was in, in the, the pensioner. Yeah, no way. Been a really good. Son- oh, I swear, Lord, it's been. A- you got to do that with me cast anyway. So, um, he's taking pictures while we're yeah, talking. We're gonna we're gonna take a picture right. of your I- injury now, and tweet it out because. The boy, I forget his name because he's interviewed me before on the Arsenal. Which the big, big black black guy? Yeah, I can't remember his name either. Yeah, yeah. no, you mean he came at me? It's kind of way he came at me. The reason, like, they thought of that Arsenal should have won. I was really kind of upset, but I had to control myself. And come on, man, don't matter if that would turn around for us and we lost um two players, you would have said the same thing. Don't get me wrong, both both sending off was right. If it was Costa, yes, I did say Costa can't put your hand up to anybody, and that's the rule of the game. Mm. Um, but the win stood, and that was it. We won. We won. We won fairly, as far as I'm concerned. You lost. It was a London derby. We come out on top. Simple as. You know what, mate? Talking about Costa, because we were we were talking before the show, weren't we? And I, I'm really be interested to hear what you think about Costa, because I mean, you played the game, and you played the game when, in my view, it wasn't soft. <laughs> It was full of hard nuts in defence, and I was all for attackers giving it as good as they got. But what do you think of Costa? I like Costa. There's no doubt about it. He is for the English game. Um, He just needs to calm down and understand now because the game is being, I didn't say scrutinised, but the game is not just, if it's missed by the referee, it's seen by the other people, the panel itself, yeah, where he can't get away with nothing. That's his game. I think Josie's the only one who can calm him. Um, I'd rather him on the pitch than being off the pitch. 
And when I say off the pitch, having us down to 10 getting, men. Getting banned and stuff. Yeah, I mean, free game ban. When we really need a player like his stamina, like, with the games that's coming up. Mm. Um, there's, maybe that's why I said about being making him captain. Mm. Let's see if it calms him down. You, you know all this furore that the media and the FA and Arsenal and all the rest of it about, oh, yeah. you know, cost of crimes, cost of no, cheating. You see? I mean, I, I don't think he cheats myself because I think that's, that's professional no. sport. You do whatever you have to do to win. Right. But if, if one wants to call it cheating for one minute in a hypothetical sense, was there any more or any less cheating around in your day than there is now? No, there wasn't. Was there no cheating at all in I your day? I don't see there was a cheating. There wasn't no, no, you know, well, crossing the line. When I you say, know. all right... It, you knew you had to look after yourself. And when play was beyond the other end and a little defender kind of gives you some stick and he wants to give you a nut, you look after yourself, you're nutty. <laughs> the referee never saw it, the linesman never saw it, but he knew about, don't take the pee with me. And he knew from then. Yeah. But these are, you can't do it no more because there's too many... Do you know what, mate? One of my favourite stories, and I'm bloody sure it was your, you know, your most famous game for Chelsea, the you know the four all against Sheffield Wednesday. Mm. But I'm bloody sure, yeah, Mickey Thomas, Andy Blair, yeah, yeah. Mickey punched him out, didn't he? Yes, he did. You were there, did you? Did you see that was going on a little while? Did you see it just on that game? That's been going. But did you see Mickey smack him? We was all gone. We was all going through the tunnel at the time for half time. That time, I think. They're still kicking off then. Yeah, that was going on. But did you see Mickey smack him in the penalty area? I didn't even see that. Because I mean, I wasn't there much to my. It's one of those great games from Chelsea's past, which I wish I could go back in time and be at. You know, Rotherham away would be another one, but certainly that one. And and, and Tell, Chell Tell was there. And he, mm. he talks about, remember Tell? Yeah. Yeah. You know, he talks about this and he said that all the Chelsea fans were oh, going, Chelsea aggro, Chelsea aggro. <laughs> and Mickey That's turned right. around and going, shush, don't say anything. The ref hasn't seen it. You know, he's it was like a brilliant. rabbit punch. Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah don't a little rabbit wrong. punch. Took yeah. him out, though. That yeah. Good, yeah, that yeah. was a little... So you used to give as good as you got. I mean, some, I think... I think look after yourself. I think uh, Dazza on here, it, it's kind of skipped up, but I think... Uh, let me just find out who it was because they made a great point about this. There we go. Daz, I said Kerry put himself about more than Costa does. I mean, that's true, isn't it? Um, Kerry was quicker than I say with Costa. Um, got to through balls and so forth. And he took his fair share, but he gave a fair share yeah. as well. Don't get yeah. me wrong, but he scored goals. See, I have no problem with that. I mean, I really don't. I, I think I think some of Costa's antics are a bit silly because they can leave him exposed to getting bans. But mm. I, I, look, you know, it's a professional game. It's a man's game. You give as good as you get. The, the bottom line is, whatever anybody says about Costa, every single other club in English yes. football would take him in a heartbeat. Of course I would. And so that, that, that tells you, you everything. See the other day how um, I saw one, was it on? It was Keon. Is it Keon? Yeah. And he said how he would handle yeah. Costa. Like he handled Spatman. I was like, what are you saying? I'm saying, they, them days, I don't think he could have handled Costa. Don't get me wrong, Keon was a strong player. Yeah. Um, the time when we saw the situation when he put his hand against um, Nisseroy. And is it, no, the West Ham boy, Italian boy. Decanio is like, I thought, come on, man, there's nothing compared to Costa. No, no exactly. You know what I mean? I was like, come on, but that's a different game. Well, you know, Spackers Spack smacked oh, Keown out, Spark out, didn't yeah, he? Oh, different game than time, different Interesting game, different stuff. Well, it's lovely to get your insight on that, Paul. Right, Garfield Bailey, or known to us as the gaffer, says, to Paul, hi, Paul, did my brother Bo, Andrew Bailey, look after you in Australia? Oh, my big man, hey. Big man, you know what? I had such a great time. I don't know you lads. I'm, from this year, I've been blessed. Um, I've been in Australia 
February, Atlanta, Russia, America, New York. But I saw all the New York pictures; they were fantastic. The, oh, Russia! Um, don't get me wrong. Australia took me by surprise. I didn't expect that. I'm not going to lie. I was straight, and I thought, "Ooh, bit of racism here." I mean, the different island, Australia. It's been it's been known. Didn't see it. Didn't receive it. I was so shocked. I was on the TV. I was on the radio station. The boys. I was in prison talking. I was unbelievable. The place. It's so big, humongous. <laughs> I swear, Lord. They call it the bush. I call it the jungle. I swear, Lord. I saw the kangaroo. It was live, and the kangaroo was watching me, and I was. I was just going to swear. <laughs> I was pulling myself. He said, like, it's just there, Paul. I said, where? I can't see it. It's just there. Go slowly. I said, go slowly. And I went slowly. You know when you slowly and you hear a snap? Because you've, a twig, you've, and then you saw the head. And I went, oh my God. <laughs> I can't move. And he said, take your time, Paul. And I was backing up. And it was like, it was looking at me like, yeah, we, we won, yeah? <laughs> and I was like, damn, if this ever come by me. And just trust me, that was the pinnacle for me of seeing a wild kangaroo. It was unbelievable. I, I enjoyed it. Thank you. Bailey looked after me away. Hey, they know how to cook a barbecue down there. Got to give them that. So you you met you met uh, you met uh, Gaffer's brother. Yes. Yeah, he's been on the benches on the show before. Is I think it? he was here when when Good you then. first when you first came on the show when we were in Brittany. I think both of them were there, actually. They looked after me such a way. Did you meet Christopher Larwood from the Adelaide Blues? Yes. Yeah. I stayed the at Blue Christopher's house. Did you really? Yeah. And let me tell no you something. His wife, beautiful. They were just looking after... They looked after me so well. And, I'm, you know, we call it conservatory when you go outside. Yeah. Yeah. And what had me... It was... They had this beautiful lemon tree. Have you ever seen just a lemon tree with yellow? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And just... It was like, I kept watching it. I, every time I gave him a drink, I kept, my head kept turning. He said, how can this just, on its own, just growing? It's just beautiful weather. I said, this is Australia. It's really, it, can only, it can only be that. Um, I thought I went to Melbourne, I went to Sydney, I went to Perth, um, and saw the World Cup cricket. Oh, man. Yeah, I saw streets, you tweeting man. about that. Yeah, what yeah. an unbelievable. It was about... What, 90,000? Yeah, over? Melbourne, MCG, yeah. What's it, man? I've never seen fans. 110,000. It was that. It was that. Yeah. And I'm sitting there, and I'm forget about sunburn. I was like, yeah, I'm on a front seat, man. It's cricket. Don't get me wrong, they should have had the West Indies. In the <laughs> give them a game in New Zealand don't get me wrong done well to get there but they just didn't give them a game in the final for, for long. you were at the final yeah wow well man and oh, it's funny we went to a restaurant after and it was unbelievable once again food I was taking pictures of every food I was getting it was unbelievable <laughs> right. the plates of food but they, thank they, you very much I, well Gaffer will be delighted <laughs> that I, I remember to ask brilliant and so is Afro Jockney who's a great mate of both of them <laughs> is he? Um, oh, but okay. I've got to or John uh, to his friends um so anyway, yeah, some more questions. I've got a great one from Rudy Can't Fail. Rudy Can't Fail's it, there are more people listening in the mix than Rudy Can't Fail. I should stress at okay. this point. It's just that he keeps asking such great questions, and he says, "Canners, who is your favourite Chelsea player to watch in the Roman era?" And secondly, are there any Chelsea players you've watched since? Uh, who? Hang on, I've just lost that. He's saying whose the... who's game reminds you of yours? I think he said. Good question. In the Roman era. Yeah. Mm, cool. So who's your favourite player since 2004? No pressure. No question. Yeah, good question. Good question. Um, we're going a little back right then. And, ooh, 
Mm, it stood out for me. Come on, it's got to be Frank. Frank, I mean, <laughs> you know what? And I do, I'd love Frank, don't get me wrong. Um, yeah, don't get me wrong. I can't. You can't. I was seeing somebody else by Frank, but it was just Frank. Frank. That's your favourite. Yeah. What? Who? Yeah. Who? Who, remi- who, who reminds you of you most? You know, in the Roman era. There been any players like you? I don't know. You know what I was watching? I kind of watched myself as well, and I didn't realise I could have been quick, but I wasn't quick. Quick. I was picked up to quick. Yeah. If you can understand yeah, yeah, what yeah. I'm saying to you, when I got the ball, it up speed, and it picked up yeah. speed. I wasn't quick like. You were quick. You were quick with the ball, though. But that's yeah, when I picked yeah, up yeah, with a yeah, ball and yeah, went with a ball. Yeah, yeah. So who, in Maybe other words, Damien Duff? I would have no, said I Robin. Damien Duff, was, Robin. I'd yeah, say. I, you say, I love the I, way yeah, Robin turned and in. I love to do that. I love to. I thought change the. Paul is more muscular, right. and Duff was more muscular than Robin. But he was a bit short. And yeah, small, but I Duff? thought we're not talking physicality here, aren't we? Duffy was a bit. Duff was a bit lower to the ball. Right, you were yeah. very upright. Upright, that's what means. Yeah, that's very what, upright stance. Yeah, that's why I'm yeah. thinking. I, I, I think maybe I, Robin. I'm yeah. thinking Robin. The, right, yeah. the, the no, running was, was not. So, yeah, but the thing is, the, yeah. the reason why I probably yeah. can't compare the two See. is because Robin would be snapped in half with a sort of very toothpick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and your man here wouldn't be right, so. Right. Yeah, yeah, I love Robin. Though. Yeah, but you know the running style, the way that you the way that you ran with the ball, wonderful, and the thing. The balance of him when he yeah. changed the feet and but the way he, he ran with the ball, oh, Paul, it. very similar to how you ran with the ball. I'm quite on the You know, well, he's a good player, Thank mate. You. you know, and so are you, fella. Thank we, you, sir. We, we know that, right? Okay. Um, someone's goldfish, which has got to be my favourite uh, name in the in the Mixler chat room at the moment. It says my question would be, uh, would we lose Hazard to Real? Oh, this is a good one. Would we lose Hazard to Real Madrid at some point Ooh. in the future? Because this has been in the news this week, hasn't it, boys? Has it? Didn't it? Yeah. Apparently, not, the way, not, not we, the way he's playing at the moment. Oh, no, Obviously, maybe it's a ruse. <laughs> not a nice conversation. I don't think it is when you're talking about a player um, connected with another club. Um, I think he's still learning here at Chelsea. Um, I'd hate for him to leave it so soon, but the way football is, the investment, the money, and the amount of talent that is going around, not just here in England, around the whole world. There was always a next hazard. Mm, it's the next yeah, player. Yeah. I'm telling you right now that. Do you think he'll go though eventually to Real well, Madrid? Because people do. Trust think me, the boy. Yeah, look at where he is. It can only get easier for him. Uh, that's the difference. The football can only get easier when you go abroad, like to Spain. I'm sorry, Real Madrid and so forth. That he can do a job. You, you know what? I, I mean, what what worries me is that I mean, actually, this is something we didn't talk about really when we should have talked about it, but. You know, when we were talking about Hazard's uh, form or lack of, mm. or confidence or lack of, I think what really annoys me and him at the moment is the fact that whenever he gets the ball, he's got two or three players on him, right. and they and they take it in turns to kick him, and he gets nothing from the referees. Now, he, he's going to get much more protection in Spain, oh. surely, yeah? Man, he think get so? so much protection, yeah. so much space, he'll have a field day. Which, so I could see it happening because of that. That's really what I'm saying. But hopefully not for a while yet. Right, no, what, sorry, no, go on, Paul. You don't trophies. want to see him go. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to I see think, him I think, sorry, no, no, go on. I think the Champions League's a big thing with him. Yes. I think he wants to win the Champions League because he came That's why he to came us here, wasn't it? to yeah. win the Champions League. Mm. And I got a funny feeling about us if this year. Doesn't. 
No, I, in the yeah. Champions League, because I think a lot of this slow start to the season, I mean, last year we run out of gas, and I've just good. got this funny feeling that Jose's targeting the Champions League this year. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I really me, have. Really. I, I, yeah. I don't I know why. I just wanted to target well, the I think, I think there's well that. I think there's dreadful. that. But I do actually yeah. think that, well, we'll see. We'll see. But I think that's what Jose wants this mm. year. Interesting point. All right, I've got another great one here from Blue Mark. Canners, I was at the 4-4 game at Sheffield Wednesday. I, I, whenever I hear that, I always want to say, 3-0 down, 4-3 up, big Doug Ruby fucked it up. La, 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 la. One day you're going to have to get Doug Ruby in here. We'd love to. Do you know what? I'll tell you what, Paul. <laughs> we get through the door. Yeah, well, yeah I know. No? Well, I'll tell you what, Paul. If you can organise that, I would get you and Doug on, and we could just talk for the whole two hours about the... Uh, which is probably the, as long as the game lasted, wasn't it? I think. Oh, well, the thing was, that was how many games were there? There was was it three or four oh, games? Because yeah. there was like, three three games. Didn't yeah, it? we yeah. played that their game. We drew, didn't we? We drew yeah. at home, yeah. then we drew and up there, there, and, and we then we won at home. home. I that, two, that two one. I, I remember what that a game. What a game! <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I had that goal in my head. I swear, Lord. And what did that do? Did that take us to the semi-final yeah, where we lost? lost to Sunderland. Oh, oh, you don't know how God. painstaking that was. For Clive us. Walker playing for oh, them. Man, don't even repeat that. Right? Shall I ask? Oh. Shall I ask the question? Yeah, this is on. what this is. This is the beauty of that game. The minute yeah. we mention it, everybody talks about yeah, it all at the same time. Yeah. Anyway, Blue Mark says, "I was at the four-four game at Sheffield Wednesday. Any truth in the rumor that the half-time rendition by the supporters of Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea?" Uh, was sung for the full 15 minutes of the break, was mentioned by John Neal and and inspired the comeback. Did. Um, that roar, trust me, when we... All right, set and a half. Because you came on at half-time. I came you? on at half-time. Yeah. When scoring the first goal, yeah. I didn't think nothing of it. Trust me, that came out of the blue to me, really. And that was just falling. Um, Colin Lee. And I was just falling in the ball instinct. And I remember it was Joey Jones clipped it up in the air. It was either David or Kerry's headed it first, but both of them headed it. And me just following that ball and getting in between, is it Evans? I think the boy sent off at the back anyway. Perth. Strickland was the other player for them, wasn't he? Was Mel Sterling. Mel Sterling. I was roasting him. Don't worry about that. I knew I'd get there vaguely. Um, he was just sent off was. Yeah. But that's the one who got the penalty at the end, didn't he? So, but. um. Yeah, I mean, after that first goal, and then the second, it was, that was it. The roar from Chelsea, who, well, you can only say the amount who stayed to watch the rest of the game, you've got to say, because I think half, half went just before that, didn't they, apparently? But um, those who remained, it was an uproar. That was, you could say, it was really, no, it went 12th men, it was 13th men. Brilliant. I'd be the 12th man, wouldn't I? You would. So it was the 13th man. They were, yeah, played a part. They were good. All right, I've got another one that was on a similar line to the one we had, but actually this is probably more appropriate in a way. Who was who was your favourite best player in your time of playing at Chelsea? Yeah, we, we all know that. Who was the best we, player. We do, but they but who, I'll tell you what, there was a player who was there who I thought was he was on. And he was just so laid back on the board that, he made the board do things for him. And that was Mickey Fillery. Really? What? Mickey Fillery. Let me tell you something. I don't know why. I was hurt when he left, to mm. be honest. This boy, what he done with the boy, it was so calm. He was, nothing kind of phased him. And like, I remember when we played against Fulham, and I think we went through that one all. And um, 
I've just started, I think. Yeah. Bob Miles played in goal at Craven yeah. Cottage, yeah? Yeah, I'm telling <laughs> yeah. you, you don't know. Phillips are putting me balls in. and We had that little connection. Because uh, they, they were right up the top and we were right me. down the bottom, weren't we? Yeah. And Phillips made me play that well, day. He, yeah. he truly made Good me Good player, wasn't he? Very good player. When we're off air, I'll tell you a funny story. About well, I, I've, I've got a funny story about Mickey Fillory that I can tell on air. Actually, and, and you, you were not in in the butcher's hook at the time, good. but I'd seen you earlier because it was one of the the annual do that they have for the um, I don't know what what the charity is, but you all sit in the great hall and get drunk and you get an ex player on the table. But you were there because I've got a lovely picture with you and. Um, a lovely lad, uh, Josh from uh, from from California. Oh yes, yes, yeah. yeah lovely picture, yeah. you, me, and him together. After that, I went back to the butcher's hook with a load of people, and they were all in there. You know, Mickey Droy was there, Super Jock was there, and Mickey Fillery and John Bumstead were there. Oh man! And and they were absolute oh, right. Lord. Mickey, Mickey, and Johnny Bumstead were absolutely shit. I mean, let's face it, <laughs> mate. We all were, but they were really shit faced. Yeah. And I caught a little glimpse of this hilarious moment with them and they were sitting next to each other a bit like this and Mickey Fillery was just saying bummers bummers I, I really love you bummers <laughs> I, I've, all, I've always loved you mate no, no, none of the others knew really but you and me mate I, I love you and it was just, it was just, and I, just I, I just wished I that could have captured that so yeah true yeah there you go with the midfield yeah you know I mean and, yeah <laughs> like you said it, you just said it because Mickey used to be phoning me at time in the morning, like one or two in the morning. I love you, no, like, I love you, no. I said, Mickey, is that you? It's two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, I'm going Angu- An- Anguilla. I love Anguilla. <laughs> he just talked to me. Brilliant. But I love him, yeah, he's a great player. And he gave. Chelsea fans of a certain age, one of the greatest moments ever, the free kick against Tottenham. Tottenham. Yep. That half t- that half time, that fifteen minutes was What year was that? Oh God. Spurs Cup game, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was. We went one nil up at half time. Went one nil up at half time and then for twenty minutes after half time, Hoddle, Hazard, Archibald, Crooks absolutely destroyed us. They scored three goals. And then the mighty Alan Mays scored just Maisie. before the end. Do you know what? There's there's <laughs> quite there's, there is a bloke in the chat room, oh Canners. There is a bloke in the chat room called "I saw Alan Mays score." <laughs> is it? So that's, Maisie. That's three. Of I you. started yeah. off with that. And Maisie was there. Oh Pop Robson. Yeah. Yeah. Maisie was always good at turning around in a cir- going around in a circle. I remember I with the ball. And you know who else was there with the play? No. Colin Vildjian. Colin Vildjian. But he, yeah. was, well, he, was, he was a great player, South Africa. Yeah, Ipswich, he, he played for a long time. Was, was he, he was. And City, and City, didn't he? He played for City. Right, I've got one more question, actually. Oh my God, which, yeah, we've got, yeah. got one more, because you you're just going off <laughs> on You old boys are just sitting there. It's like it's like, you know, it's like Walder and Stella. Walder and Stella. Anyway, look, Mike, Har- Mike Harvey asks, he says, Canners, what do you remember most from your playing days? Now, before you answer that, I will warrant you it's a lot more than any of us do. Certainly me. Maybe did I... What do you remember most from your playing days? Um, I'll tell you what. Because I, I started off in the reserves, right? Um, that I really enjoyed it. And for me, it was a learning. Because I came from non-league. And I really Hilling, Hillingdon, it. or was it Hay? Hey, it's Hillingdon yeah. Borough, wasn't it? Yeah. And I really expected, oh, this is where it's going to be difficult. But I, I found it easy. 
I'm not going to lie to you. I'm finding out. I was so comfortable. Maybe full of confidence. I was on the left. I went to the right. I was in the centre. Full. I thought, my gosh. This is really easy. And I was really enjoying it. And that's probably the reason why I got that early call into the first team. Um, but um, I think the running to the winning the the league yeah. this time winning the promotion and getting to Division 1 yeah. because that's where the test was Yeah, and that's where I wanted I said yeah to get that and that week coming back you can imagine coming back from pre-season yeah, and you knew right away the first game was against Arsenal and you want to be involved I don't care any player I don't care who was favourite or not about you wanted to be in that team and I remember, of course, Paul, I'm always something, man. I want to be in there starting. <laughs> so I remember it was first team against the reserves, like at the time, and like Dubbers, Joe, and myself, Isaacs, and this surface. Oh my gosh, it was it was just rain drizzling, which is ideal for any winger. And I remember distinctly, and I think Colin Lee was right back. There was nothing I could do wrong. Oh, I was. Tipping it, letting it fly from my leg, touching it to the leg. Bah, 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 bah. And I thought, yeah, this is like, can only be good. Can only be I good. forgot that he played Colin Lee at back, yeah, fullback as well, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've we went in. There was so a period of that when we turned you? it round. And I remember doing the same thing again. And there was this tackle. And this tackle came up from Colin really high and nearly took my knee. If I didn't overjump, trust me, he would have took my knee. I went, hold on, yeah. It's a teammate. How come he's taking me like that? And that's when uh, Mickey Joy just pulled me to one side. He said, Boy, take it easy. Um, Colin, he doesn't like to be taken pissed about. He will break your legs. Wow. And I was. To hear that coming from Mickey Joy, I took it in regards and I thought, okay. And it calmed my game. I just think. But I must have done enough because I got called in to the first team and. To know that I was playing against Viv Anderson, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I thought, my gosh. And you know what was great about it? Because I just moved down to Hackney and all the boys, my friends, they were Arsenal. And they said, <laughs> we're going to kill you, Paul. We're going to mully you. Gonna... And I kept playing. I said, yeah, you don't know yet. You don't know. And after that game finished and what we showed them in the one-all, you didn't see that at the end when they come up to Canners. Yeah, well done. Respect Canners. Your boys are all right, and that was the respect I got for him. That was so great for me. So yeah, I've got, I've got something. I've got something to ask you yeah. about about that match. That that is, as you know, a lot of uh, Chelsea supporters of a certain age. It's one of their favourite matches ever. So much so that Marco and Kelvin and yeah. DJ, of course, wrote, wrote a book about it called book. Chelsea Here, Chelsea There. Mm. Now, one of my favourite moments from that match, obviously Kerry's great goal, but uh, my probably almost equal to that was was Doug Rugby. Uh, basically booting Viv Anderson into the stand almost we talked I about was, I was can sick. you see that tackle I mean, you've yeah, I, I've, I've seen it I've seen, it's a great tackle perfectly like, fair it's like Dougie's <laughs> set yeah. off now Dougie didn't turn it wasn't like a loose ball because Viv had the ball yeah. and when I say Dougie Levert supposing Viv went through mad that, ball and everything he just <laughs> was fortunate that he got able to take that ball yeah. because I'm sure that if Viv had it and moved it aside Viv would have took, well, no, Dougie would have took Viv beside the ball. Do you know what I love about tackles like that from that era is that yeah. the, the way that they were referred to as 
Um, Ruve, the big man Ruve is just letting Anderson know he's there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, what I, what, I was, what I was going to ask you on the back of that was that did that tackle make your job a little bit easier against Ruve? It, 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 I don't know if it made it. it you know, you had a good game that day. I was, remember that. I, I enjoyed it because I thought I would have to do a lot of defending. But it was nice that Dougie was cool every time. He got the debut, ball. wasn't it? Yeah, he gave me the ball. That was nice today. He gave me the ball. It made it. And it's funny when I saw that because I saw it again. I watched it again the other day, and it's funny. So when he done that tackle, and he came out with the ball, and for Dougie it was like, oh. I've got this ball and what am I doing here? Now he had this space in front of him and, he, and I was watching Dougie because I was reading it and said, now Dougie, you need to attack now. But Dougie was like, I'm too shocked because I'm running. I don't usually go any further than this but Dougie went down to the side and he got pushed over um, for throwing but it was the way he did it. He said, I, where am I going? I, but he got the ball and he went aside. But Dougie, I love Dougie because when he gave the ball, he was always constantly in my ear. And when he needed help, he let me know. Come on, need your help, man. Need your help. I'll tell you who was a player. Because you used to try it back. I'll tell you who yeah. was a player. He was quick. Remember John Tadazi? Yeah. yeah. Late Norian, was wasn't it? Late yeah. Norian, but went to Tottenham. Yeah, yeah. And that was the day when I never heard Dougie's mouth so much. Come on, man. I need your help, man. I need your help. I never. <laughs> I knew. Well, I could understand Scottish then. Quite I tell you what, though, I mean, going back to that Sheffield Wednesday game, I mean, when 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 Doug, you know, gave away the penalty, I, I, the look on his face, it was it was just like, well, uh, well you know, how can I have done, done that? that? It, yeah, that no. face was just. You did see it, it. Yeah. 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 And Mel just like, come on, you know, yeah, and Mel, you knew you dropped, and he was telling Doug, you don't do nothing. We're covering where he's all right. Right, I've got one more question for you. Okay, and this one's coming from me, and and it's out of that era that you played for Chelsea. What was your favourite shirt? Because you know we had that wonderful uh, Lecoq sport team with the which went with the crossways, but you also had the one that went downwards, was didn't that we? Yellow one and the blue one. And we had well, we had the one you, you wore against well the, the the yellow and red one against right. Sheffield yeah. Wednesday, but that there was, was the one you wore against Arsenal, which was the blue uh, stripes across. Yeah, was it like that? Lecoq it was sport the, yeah. I love the Lecoq sport what we had with the blue one or the yeah. yellow one. I loved both of them. Well, go on. If you had to really, pick one, really classy strip, if you had to pick one, well, it's going to be the home one, isn't it? Yeah, you one, like the it? you like the blue one better. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's a really classy kit, kit, though. It wasn't it. And look what they do now. They got there's so many. That, you know that's... what? I don't know if you even what happened know to Lecoq. What did that come out? I don't know, but you you might not even know this, mate. But you know, there's a there's a company called Campo Retro that yeah, we do a little yeah. bit of work with quite yeah. a lot, and they basically make retro shirts. You might not know this, but actually, in their range of Chelsea shirts. They do the the blue cock sportif shirt with number eleven on the back and Cannaville. Yeah, it's I've, one of their seen, it's one of their set shirts. I've seen there's a couple in Australia and I was quite shocked because I didn't know. There's not many, you know. You're in sure. good company I, there, I mate. I didn't know when he had the shirt and even Facebook, which we know the media. Hang on, and I'm going to find it. Keep guy, talking, boys. I'll guy, find it. He said, "Can I guess what I bought?" And I was so shocked that, and not that he was, but he was white, but he. On me with my name, your my name shirt. on the back, and that kind of was touching for me. Yeah. It really was. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not just saying for it. It was touching for me that he went and got my yeah. number shirt and my name, and loved it. Don't get me wrong. It's a shame we didn't have numbers or name. Well, we had names yeah, at that time. Yeah. We was playing, and compared to what they have now. But, but it's, I'll tell you a story about that shirt, if I may, just very briefly. Um, when the season started and I saw the shirt and I was horrified because I like the plain blue and then yeah. there was this stripey thing, this like disco yeah. shirt, yeah, you know, as we good. called it. No, not that one. And there was a shop in Oxford, uh, Oxford Street called Olympus Sports. Do you remember Olympus yeah. Sports? 
And there was a signing there that day. It was Tony McAndrew, Joe McLaughlin, and Chris Hutchings. Okay, and this was before the season started. This was before the 83-84 season, the the greatest season. And we were saying to him, we said, because they're all new to the club, and we said, right, not Chris Hutchings, but I think the other two were new to it. We said, you will not believe the support that you will get at Brighton. Because that was our first yeah, away first game, game that season, Wasn't and it? we said you were not believe the support that day. And that God, was it was an amazing day. Did you go to Brighton that day? This is this did is uh, tales of yes. No, you did. Did you at Brighton? Yes, I know. We won two one, didn't we? Got sent off. You got. What did you do? What did you do? Oh, that right back. It, was it the right back or left back? Oh God, he spat in my face. So, so what did you do? I went to him. I was gonna went to and I like showed it that, but I didn't touch him. Nothing. I went because I knew better than that. If I knocked him, he, I was gonna be sent off. And you got sent off anyway. But the referee saw that and the intent, and he he sent me off. And I said, "But ref, you didn't expect get off." And Paul. I cried. I walked and literally cried off. Paul, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, just Campo Retro shirt with Good you. Stuff. With your name on the back. Yeah, that's the same shirt the young guy and his trailer got. On his back, and I was really chuffed. Yeah, I was going to say, how does that make you feel? Yeah, is that it, good? It is because yeah. for the fact of why you would, you know, what I mean, don't get me wrong, recognised, obviously, but you're wearing it, and I was like, yeah, chuffed about it. Don't yeah, wrong. I think that shirt has got better as it's got older because I was yeah, just, isn't it? just saying I really didn't like that when I first. Didn't you? No, oh, I, I actually, loved it. I actually I wrote it. To I Ken always Bates. loved it. We about, loved it about that shirt and said I thought how disgusting it was. And was he it, said, you think it was non Chelsea? No, yeah, because I wanted blue. You know, and just had right, red and yellow in it. And and, and I here's I, a question. Right, and you knew right. Yeah, it was always one to eleven. Yeah, yeah? or one yeah, to twelve. Yeah. As I played. Who else played in that number eleven? What in in that shirt? In number eleven. Well, Drogba. no. There you go. Yeah. Was, do you know what I was thinking? Yes. I was thinking that. I'm telling you. Not, well, why didn't mainly, you say Drogba was your favourite player in the Roman era then? Well, I was going to say that. Because I bullied you into saying Frank, didn't I? I did say Frank, but <laughs> I liked Drogba, but he didn't start off my favourite. No. Don't get me wrong. Do you know what? We, we were talking about this before the show, actually, and you were saying yeah. something really interesting about the fact that yeah. Costa reminds you of Drogba when he started, when he was like with his diving all over the place, right. antics. And antics. And, yeah. and he changed. that. Yeah. And he had to change because it was getting on everybody's nerves. Yeah. He weren't winning nothing. He was getting, I don't know, you weren't even getting free kicks. Right. Uh, okay, boys, we're going to have to wrap this part up, which really pains me because I could spend probably the, the f- next, I could spend the next three hours Here talking to Paul. But, you know, we're talking about shirts. Well, it's, I've been promising Jonathan Kidd uh, a Chelsea Fancast t shirt. Oh, well done, man. Good shirt there, boy. Thank you very much. It's fantastic. You can wear it as a night shirt because I know it's rather large for you. It is, thank you. Now, I've also got one here for you, Paul. How much do I owe you? Nothing. (laughs) I'm giving it to you for long service. Oh, God, that's fantastic. And uh, I also am going to give you... I mean, it's a large one, mate. You should fit into that, all right? Large one I have. You're skinnier than me, aren't you? I'll tell you, Biff would love this. There you go. That's for you, Canners, because I think, you know, in lieu of the fact that I can't afford to buy you the 15th hat-trick ball that you're you're owed for being (laughs) on the show... And what I should tell you is there are only about two left now. So that, that, that's it. Once they're gone. I'm honoured. So you. you have a unique... Well, I think you deserve it for your long service well, to sure support the show. <coughs> and actually, so does Paul. Paul deserves it yeah, for long service and support of this show because he's been a massive, massive friend of this show. We, I mean, we love having him on. It's no, it's no accident that Paul's probably been... <laughs> 
the most regular guest on the show is because he's always great fun. Brilliant. He gets gets it absolutely, and he and he's just so so much fun to have on the show. So Paul, thank you so much, mate. Lovely as always. Thank you. There you go. Right now. Goodness me, as I said, I could, I could do that for another half an hour, but annoyingly we have to go. So uh, we get, after the break, we're going to be back with our usual Chelsea Fancast roundup. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea! Footballfancast.com Okay, welcome back. I'm Stanford Chidge, and you're listening to the Chelsea Fancast. And I've got to say, um, what a fantastic half an hour we've just spent talking to Paul about his career at Chelsea. Entertaining and fascinating in equal measure, as always. But what I very much forgot to ask Paul uh, is what, what you're up to now, mate? Um, quite. It's been busy, as I said, um, throughout the, um, the year, travelling in and out, and which I've enjoyed it thoroughly, doing Q&As, and now starting back in my workshops. But... What's been mainly important for me right now is obviously my, um, should I say, my father's country, um, Dominica, which had a, a, a pretty bad storm, Storm um, Erica, um, which it was flooding, and it's really taken the country by by surprise, and it's set the country back ten to twenty years now. I mean, we're talking about real floodings that's taken down schools taken down hotels oh, wow. taken up um, they say 31 lives have been um, taken lost um, and still 11 bodies are still missing at this present time so um, I'm thinking about it I couldn't talk about it anymore I just wanted to do an event a fundraising event so I've contacted um, some lads um, like so Dean Dublin remember um um, the likes of Ray Thomas, who's at QPR, doing really well. Les Ferdinand, um, even Defoe, um, and Omid, comedian. Omid, Omid, comedian, the boy. Uh, once I mentioned it to him, he's on presenting. He said, Canners, my boy, I'm there. Yeah, he's a good lad. So I mentioned it, um, kick it out, involved, and so forth. And hopefully, we, yeah, we're just looking for the whole, which hopefully be down in Westminster, the reason why I went down today. Um, so yeah getting the high commissioner is supporting us and so forth because right now at the present time right at this moment that because of the flooding now the sewage water has now mixed in with the fresh water yeah, so the kids now are drinking it and the older oh, people are drinking it and they're getting really sick cholera and yep. lot. you've got obviously the humane of the, the heat that's down there and the mosquitoes that are carrying some really bad germs it's, yeah. it's going bad so uh, all the money that I that makes from the fundraiser, I'm trying to get donations in. I'm trying to get boots. I mean, my signed shirt. I actually, Clive Walker, thank you, because he sent two of my shirts, legend shirts that I played in. With oh, my nice name on one, it. man. So hopefully, I'm gonna you know auction that. I mean, playing. With so what, what are you gonna do? You're gonna you're gonna set up an event or something? Yeah, it's gonna be an event. It's gonna be a music buffet, a musical event, comedy, music, dancing, and um, the main big thing is auction. Um, and make as much money we can to send over to Dominica. Will you do me a favour? You, you've got my number. Just keep me in the loop with that because well, we can help publicise that on here, and we'll do everything you. we can to help on that, mate. Yeah, that's, and that's that's what it is. I think I've, I'm going to be honest. I was a bit upset because the media hadn't known about it and it hadn't been mentioned too much. 
And don't get me wrong with what's going on in Siberia and so forth. Yeah, that's great, but this is a country. I, do you mean, I, I mean, I, I love the Caribbean. You know how yeah. much I love the Caribbean. I, had, I didn't so know about that. That's what I'm trying to say. And it's like, when I mention it to fellow, you know what I mean, Caribbeans, and it's not just fellow Caribbeans that has gone right. This is going out from England, getting help from a little from England, a little from Scotland and so forth, all over the world, are trying to help out. All right. It's not enough. Okay, well, look, keep me posted. We'll, we'll help out as much as we can so on that's that. What, no. Thank you. All right. Um, just just to, 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 to show you a little bit of the love you've had for, for that, that interview, Paul. Uh, Debs has said, applause, transfixed. Uh, Mr. G's over 25 says, an absolute legend and true hero of mine. I saw Alan Mayscores' top work. <laughs> Mike Harvey, great segment, guys. Amazing interview. Someone's goldfish class. Dazza fifteen says great throwback in time there. So I think I think you have been well and truly appreciated. They are showing the love for you there, Paul. So well done. Now I'm really glad you raised that thing about about the Dominica thing because that that sounds like a very worthwhile cause. Okay. Uh, there are a couple of others that we're going to talk about now, and um, the first one, as, as you as everybody who was listening to the show last week knows, uh, poor old uh, Kirsty Wilson sadly passed away, and we mm. we mentioned her on the show. Yeah. Uh, we all, Paul knows about this because I know you retweeted it out. Um, from what I understand from looking at Twitter earlier on, mm. the uh, petition that her old man Gary set <coughs> up for the Cancer Drug Fund is now something like 400 away from the 10,000. I hadn't seen that it got that close. Okay. I mean, that's fantastic. I think they're close to the 10,000 that they need. So right. all of you mm. listening to the Mixler now who haven't signed up mm. and anybody who listens to the podcast tomorrow who hasn't signed up, get on there and sign this petition it's really important. Uh, cancer drug fund is not fit for purpose, and it needs to be replaced. And hopefully, uh, you know that it'll help save people, um, which sadly Kirsty wasn't able to be. But she was right behind this for obvious reasons. Anyway, all you need to go uh, to is https forward slash colon hang on colon forward slash forward slash petition dot parliament dot uk forward slash petitions forward slash one zero seven zero Four five. Now, on that note, um, Kirsty's auntie Kay did her uh, shine night walk. Um, or no, it's it's actually I think it's on the twenty ninth of September. So maybe it's tomorrow. So there's still time to uh, donate to that. She's uh, raising money for cancer research. Uh, and again, you just go to www.justgiving.com forward slash Katrine Wilson. K A T R I N E Wilson. So please give generously. Now, um, Clayton alerted me to this earlier on, that um, Chelsea have a new global charity partner, Clayton. Yes, they do. Um, It's a charity called Plan International. And I know about Plan International because um, Mrs. Uh, Goalie59 was working there up until recently so she, she'd been working there for eight years so I, I sort of know all about Chan, Plan and it, it's a it's a children's charity um, they've entered into a three year partnership um, with Chelsea and they're hoping that's going to transform the lives of thousands of young people um, helping support some of the poorest children uh, fulfil their potential and we'll see Chelsea supporting plans activities in Africa, Asia South America raising funds and awareness for the charity um you may have seen you would have had to have good eyesight but if you bought a program you would have seen that plans logo is on the chelsea's european shirts now um 
so uh, it first featured against uh, Maccabi Tel Aviv and then there was um, quite a few uh, adverts on those flashing billboards against Arsenal Now, against Arsenal you might have seen some of the, the planned volunteers because they were standing outside with um, buckets uh, taking collections which was uh, to do with the refugee crisis and, and sort of I'm not going to get political at all, but you know when children are affected, they're innocents, you mm. know, and and so. But the the tremendous thing was um, that they raised over forty three thousand um, pounds on that day, uh, and that was raised through a combination of Chelsea donating a pound per ticket, along with the donations from the crowds to the, the all the buckets outside. And people were texting to donate at the game as well. So um, all us sort of knuckle-dragging, you know, football supporters who apparently are, you know, not the the greatest people in the world, put their hands in their money. uh, Scum. Chelsea scum, Exactly. So (laughs) I just wanted to let people know about that. And I'm sure that there'll be more publicity when they play in Europe and you can look out for it on the shirts tomorrow night. Um, I will tweet after the show um, a link to Plan's website if people want to donate you can one of the things you can do is you can sponsor a child so um, it, it's a great charity and it's well worth supporting and I'm absolutely thrilled um, that Chelsea are, are going to be their partner for the next three years well excellent stuff um, by the way actually Clive Lewis uh, bless his heart has uh, uh, tweeted on the Chelsea Fancast timeline uh, the link to sign up the petition for that Gary Wilson's, um, you know, sorting out for Kirsty. By the way, if you want to have a look, that sounds a very worthwhile cause. By the it way, is. Clayton, it is. Yeah, well done for alerting our attention to that. Um, now on with the news. Uh, I did mention this earlier on, and uh, though I know a few people have already listened to it, but I had the pleasure of being on the London is Blue podcast yesterday with the Yanks, who are the lovely Brandon, Nick, and Dan. And I have to say, it's a great show. They're all top lads. So if you haven't uh, already, do give it a listen. Uh, you can listen to it by going to their website, which is www.londonisbluepodcast.com forward slash listen, or just go and search for it on uh, iTunes or SoundCloud and you can find it there. But as I said, um, the irony, of course, was that when they started a while ago, I was supposed to be their first guest. But uh, I went on there and the technology didn't work at all, so it all got scotched. After which they invited everybody else, most of the people that I know who have been on this show, <laughs> who used to come back here bigging it up, saying, well, of course, I've been on the London is Blue <laughs> podcast. And I'm going, well, hang on a minute. I was the first bloody guest. You're just like Johnny come Lately's, But, of course, you know, it never appeared like that. Nobody knows. But you know what the London is Blue podcast boys have done? They have decided that I am officially the first guest they've ever had. So it's like year zero, you know. So well oh, done, those right. boys. That's well right. done, that's those lovely. boys. Is there no evidence of it anyway? Though I've, I've told them they have to delete all of the 722 <laughs> podcasts that they've done, that's you right. know. But no, they were really good lads, actually, you know, and they do it kind of remotely. One of them lives in Minneapolis, one of them's in Florida, and one of them's in Kansas City, Toto. So, you know, it's amazing it's what technology. they can do. And they're really good guys. I hope they come over here and we can buy them a bit. Anyway, uh, Chelsea Fancast T-shirts. Um, there are now only two. That is right. There is only two Chelsea Fancast T-shirts left, as worn by Paul Canneville and Jonathan Kidd, who have been the recipients. As I said, it's a bit like getting a cap at cricket, Clayton, the other week. You know. I know. Well, the, the reason why I'm not getting a cap is because I eat too much. Well, you have been offered one, but like me, you I find do. them quite I, hard I, to squeeze I, into. I, I haven't tried yet, but um, I'm going to I've save, got one going. 50, save 50 quid. <laughs> <laughs> Saved myself the embarrassment. I know. We have had this chat, so I don't feel any guilt. Uh, anyway, if if you want one of these two shirts, which I'm selling, 
they are both large. Uh, if you want one, email chelseafancast at gmail.com and I will sort it for you. The price is 15 English pounds, including postage and packing. And there you go. Otherwise, I'll just give them away to me and Clayton when we've lost enough weight to wear one. Um, right, CFC UK. So they've got about 50 years. Of yeah, to, yeah, to yeah, in, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, you can uh, you can get CFC UK fanzine at home games from the CFC UK stall opposite Fulham Broadway Tube. And also at away games, including uh, European away games. Hurry up, it's only two euros. As Mr. Uh, what, 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 we, he we call not be No, no, we've changed that. Because Walter, oh, yeah. in the last fanzine, refers to him as Ari Up. So I'm now going to call him Ari Up, not, not Ari, DJ. Ari Up or Ari Up. Well, as in Ari Up. Well, from, what was that band? He used to play with Palm Olive, wasn't it? Ari Up, Ari. Ari no, 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 no. There was a... There, Ari, Ari Up. Ari Up. Ari, Ari, Ari Up, that's right. You're slits right. with the lovely You're Viv right. Albertine. Yeah. I've got a massive thing for Viv Albertine. Yeah, she okay, she gets better as she gets older. Yeah, all right. Okay. She's gorgeous. Yeah. Check her out on Twitter, peeps. She's Calm on. Down. She's at Viv Albertine. Come down. She was in the slits. I'm not going to say anything because that's teed me up for a very naughty joke. If I was to pursue it, which I'm not going to, Jonathan. <laughs> you sure? Because you're looking at me and that. I don't, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm coming. Yes. Come on, Chidge. No, on. no. You're saying don't Come do on. it. Do it. Well, do it, Chidge. London is blue. We will send instructions close to. Re- yeah. When are you on it? When was that? That was a. <laughs> he's got. Was, the, was that? Is that like today? I think he's on the Aston Villa game. Look at that! They just—they just nick. I, I feel, I, well, it's a very elite club. Where did we go? Oh, yeah, oh, I feel club. violated. Yeah. I feel violated. Very elite. I club. didn't want to feel what. Let me bring it up a touch. Yeah, but here's the thing: Good. I was on before you, and I was on last. So how's that make you feel? Yeah. You know. Anyway, We're no, mate. It. I tell you, you'll love it. They're yeah, great guys. You'll, yeah, they'll, and and you can good. sit. And in they, the, they will love you. Paul. Yeah, they, they will. will. And the best thing: you don't have to haul your bum all the way to Pimlico. You can sit in your own manor with a nice rum and coke. Don't have to move. Yeah, You'll love it. Yeah. You'll be asleep by the end. Anyway, uh, going going back to CFC UK. If uh, if you can't actually physically be here to get it, you can always get it digitally by subscribing online at cfcuk.net. And if you're in the USA, follow Twitter account at cfcukusa. And if anyone is interested in getting a a, a real hard copy, as it were, uh, you can contact Dan Lundberg on Twitter at dlundberg underscore. Right, quick shout-out for the Supporters Trust. Um, as you know, uh, you can join it and get your voice heard by the club. You pay £5 to become a voting member, or it's free for non-voting members. Chelsea Fancast is an affiliate member. That costs 25 quid. If you run a podcast or a fanzine or, or a website, I urge you to get involved because uh, you know we, we'd like to have your weight behind the Supporters Trust as well. So sign up, uh, chelseasupporterstrust.com, and then you can attend the meetings, come to the events, vote on the issues that directly affect you, and, of course, make sure you get your voice heard. Um, I was going to say something, apart from following them at Twitter, at Chelsea, uh, Chelsea S Trust. Anybody going to Porto uh, for the away game tomorrow, if you could feedback your experience of collecting your tickets uh, on the new scheme that they've got, can you email inquiries or membership at chelseasupporterstrust.com? That would be marvellous because we want as much information on how well or otherwise it works tomorrow. Right, so apart from all of that, if you want to get in touch with us in the week, it's very, very easy. You just follow us at Chelsea Fancast on Twitter and uh, you can email us at chelseafancast at gmail.com. I have to say to you people, a distinct lack of emails this week. Not good. I'm not being used. I'm, I'm not employed. No. no Poor Jonathan's being made redundant I because am. you're not sending these emails in. If I hadn't have given him a bloody T-shirt, he would have walked out, flounced I, out I, I 10 minutes ago. I don't know why I've been on this show. I know. It's dreadful. Yeah. You know, we pay all this money for your voice and God. nobody sends an email in. Well, you don't, but other well, people do. I know, which is why I don't have to. That's right. Yeah. 
<laughs> anyway, enough already. Uh, it's been great, 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 great fun this week. I have so enjoyed the show. Um, we'll be back next week, uh, next Monday, when I will be joined. Guess what? The, you know, the amazing symmetry. Next week, I will be joined by Jonathan Kidd. I'm on again. And Clayton Beerman. God, Clayton, you on as I'm well? I'm on again. Wow. Double shift, boys. What's well? going Canners? on? Should we, should we just stay the week? Canners is, wel- <laughs> Canners is no, welcome no. any week he wants. <laughs> yeah. Canners Let is probably the only me. person. <laughs> Canners is the only only person who could turn up on a Monday night unannounced and get on the show. That's how much I love having Canners on the show. So I could turn up and you just you'd throw just me say, out. No, you have to sit on the benches this week, Jonathan. <laughs> that'd be, that'd be cool, yeah. Can you go make us some, some tea? Make some tea, yes. But no, I'm delighted to say that both Jonathan and Clayton are back next week, which is brilliant to have them on. Double shift. They'll also be back, hopefully, with the first appearance in a long, 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 long time of Ross Mooring. And I feel, I feel the song coming on. <coughs> have you two boys not heard the song? No. Ross Mooring, Ross Mooring, <laughs> celery is nothing to be scared of. Brilliant. There we go. That was sung before the Fabregas version was sung. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Ross will be back next week. He's he's a bit, you know, got a bit of a dodgy back. He? He'll be on crutches as well. Oh, so there we go. You're all at it. Anyway, should be a good show. We'll be reporting back on the games against Porto, of course, and Southampton. And hopefully we'll be reporting back on wins Jonathan I would hope so won't that be nice that would be lovely I'm be holding lovely. my hopes up no. I think however as, as Clayton was saying I think that we'll win tomorrow night yeah because I think we'll perform differently mm. in the Champions League because I think he has indeed got his sights on BDI the Champions on League because I think the board gave him what for last year at going out in the last yeah, 16 yeah definitely definitely because it's a, not a money earner no they budget to go to the quarterfinals or beyond. <coughs> all their they financial do. targets and budgets are predicated and that, on that. And that previous theory I had was that he wasn't caring much about how he did because he's trying to pace the whole season, yeah. which you mentioned no, as I, well. No, I, I think that. Which I, I think I is, think is that a distinct is shadow of a doubt. Mm. That, that he, 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 I'm not saying we, we didn't throw the PSG game, but it wasn't as important. It was all about the league last year. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. Interesting stuff. Right now, as I said before, don't forget to uh, follow us on Twitter at Chelsea Fancast, and of course, and me at Stamford Chidge and Clayton at Goalie59 and Jonathan at Jonathan Kidd and Paul at King Canners. Yeah, that would be correct. It is King Cannes, isn't it? it is. Can I just say that <laughs> I, um, I've got a couple of Rudy V's video up on videos up on my website, jonathankid.com. It'd be nice to see what people think. They mm. dance like my dad and uh, a spoof version of Clean Bandits Rather Be. It'd be nice to, at the moment. I've only had 11 views and it's doing my doing my nutty. Yeah, get on there. Get, Jonathan, just have a look and just tell me what you think because they're supposed to be funny. Tell me if you think they're funny. Jonathankid.com. Yeah. Tweet them out and I'll retweet them. Yeah. I did retweet yeah. one uh, when Thank I saw you. it last That's week. So. Thank you. Yeah. Well, get on it and uh, get you a bit of love, Jonathan, because you, you deserve it. Thank now, um, other than that, um, you know, if, you, if you're not listening to this live or if you are listening to this live, don't forget to download the podcast when it's out tomorrow. Uh, it all helps. And, uh, of course, check us out on the Facebook group, which is facebook.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. Right, many thanks to my guests this week. It, I, I have to say, I've really, really enjoyed it this week, Clayton. It's been brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. You enjoyed it too? Yeah, it's been a real honour to be on with your man here. Yeah, I, I know it is. And Jonathan, you, you've enjoyed it too? Yeah, m- immensely. It's, it's, yeah. it's always always excellent being on the same show with you. Uh, we, we, always yeah. great insights into uh, what it was like playing for Chelsea then. And, uh, you know, we've, we've had a lot of fun uh, with Canners on the show in the past, haven't we? And I was, I was wondering, actually, what's your favourite Chelsea fan cast moment, Canners? And I know it's a, um, there's a horrible thing to learn unless you've got one in your head right now. Um, I think it was receiving the ball um, the day down in um, in um, what was, where was it? 
Putney, Putney Station. Station. When you got your hat trick ball, yeah. that would have been your third show. I that was, was your favourite time. Yeah, I was talking about that. Blimey. I think I was really comfortable then because I was nervous when we started, and um, I started finding it comfortable after that. I'm feeling did. the boys and being open and telling them how it was. Yeah, we, even now. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I love that because you were so chuffed because you, you said, am I going to get a hat-trick ball? Yeah, and I said, I no, fuck off. <laughs> and anyway, I, 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 I wound you up and we, yeah. we all signed it and gave it to you. You loved that, yeah, didn't you? I loved that. But I, I don't know because there have been other moments. I, I, for I me, just, okay. I thought the time when you, me and Jonathan did that show when we did the live commentary. Live one. Yeah. That was very playing. funny. Very I can't Stoke or somebody, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, that was it. Dirty Stoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Sorry, not D- Dirty Stoke. Dirty Stoke. Just Stoke. Paul correctly but. said. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, that that was a lot of fun. That was okay. And we that had a lot of fun in the in the TV studio with you. That was you told that lovely yeah, story about what it was like to score. And I think yeah. and you said you just belted the ball at the goal, and you then realised it had gone in, <laughs> and, and what a complete delight it was. I, don't get me wrong. I wasn't known for my goal scoring attributes, but um, making goals, yeah. Um, I was quite happy to, and I knew a bit more what I was doing when I was trying to make that goal, whether I needed to cross, I knew who I was aiming for. But I got nervous when it came to one-on-one. Oh, was I nervous. Yeah. I don't know how can anybody... Don't get me wrong, you've got to be a striker's instinct because you know when you're running through, and I did it often because I started as a centre-half. I wasn't an attacker. I was a centre-half. Nobody could get past me. But because it was... I had the ball, and I'd look up and nobody was available that I started to dribble <laughs> all the way to the evolution box and I did it F- so often I mean I said no way can you be doing that in your own half you need to be in their half so that's when they moved me over to left wing brilliant stuff Paul um, as always it's been absolutely fantastically brilliant having you on the show and as I said you are generally welcome anytime we will get you back on I promise you that no but what I would like to say you know, it's been brilliant you've come on tonight, especially because I know you're in a lot of pain with that knee. Mm. So it's brilliant of you to come along in spite of that. And I hope that the rum and coke has helped a little bit. Ah, I, what? I haven't been drinking. I need some food when I get home, missus. Yeah, I, you, got, you had a pizza as well. What are you talking about? Anyway. I'm talking about <laughs> anyway, all right, mate. Brilliant to have you on. Uh, we will get you back on for sure. That's absolutely for no, sure and for real. You. Uh, you lot out in Mixler land, it's been brilliant having your company with us, as, of course, as always. It wouldn't be the same without you in there. We love having you in there. Thank you for your questions to Canners. Uh, right, that's it. Thank you for listening. See you next time. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it shells. shells! It's the 90th minute. All your mates are round. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.